It's TCP o'clock, and it's Christmas morning. Actually, it's Boxing Day, because Christmas was yesterday. That was the release of Overwatch 2. I'm still coming to terms with the fact that it's actually out. Um, it's, it doesn't feel real yet. Um, yeah, kind of. And depending, on, depending on whether you've logged in or not, it still doesn't feel real, or it feels slightly more real. Um, but those issues will hopefully be subsiding. We're, we're going to be talking plenty about the launch today in terms of our immediate reactions, all that kind of stuff. Um, since you guys are, you guys do some journalism, what if you were if you were a PC gamer journalist right now, what would be the most inflammatory, misleading, but still technically accurate from the perspective of malicious compliance headline oh. that you could write? What would be the most malicious compliant headline that you could write that would try to do the most, try to deliberately do the most harm as possible, but like still being technically right? That you can reply to me in a tweet saying, but Avril, what was misleading? So go on. Yeah, um, Blizzard servers unequipped to handle server requests. Oh, you took my angle. Um, <laughs> dead on arrival. You could have gone, gone more. Well, here we go. This is, now, you, now you're struggling to claim this what I like. Yeah, de dead on arrival. Overwatch yep. 2 release failure. Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> I f my feedback on that one is I think you need to add a little bit more um, technicality in there because that sounds still too okay. too opinionated and mm -hmm. um, you know to the to the the more capable eye people would point out like well I think you're you Mr. Journalist I think you're putting in too much of your own opinion there so if you add a little bit more slight technicality on fact like dead on arrival uh, blizzard incompetency Completely fails. Technical launch. Oh, watch two dead get. I don't know something stupid like that. But like just <laughs> enough technical, just enough, just enough technical info yeah. that people are like. Oh, wait a minute! This is not. This is not an opinion. This is fact. This is facts. <laughs> That's facts. That that uh, the the counter argument to your points were like that also brought me like it was the epitome of like. You know the word fire. Yeah, what is what is um what's problematic about the word fire? You know, if you scream it in a cinema while everyone has to run out and a stampede breaks loose, <laughs> you know that was the context where context of those headlines very much mattered and definitely did implicitly com I, um, communicate uh, uh, disinformation, right? Like I I had a I had a bunch of um, journalists respond to me of different levels. And and the main line of thread was like, yeah, I see, I see no misinformation here. Um, everything reported was a fact. I'm like, yeah, you've missed the point though, haven't you? You've really, really missed the point. Oh. Um, it's the it's the intentional inflammatory headlining and like miss and like deliberate like stoking of flames and like specific pushing of opinion. Well, not even opinion at that stage. It's just like you're trying to already sway a certain audience perspective before they've even read anything else that's the issue but uh you know some people just you know they don't uh, they don't get that part anyway um so i very i'm very much awaiting the next pc game article that comes out i'm sure they'll have plenty to say about this hmm. um i'm sure we have plenty to say. so so as i eat my chicken mcnugget nuggets for breakfast um it's yes. a very common thing i do what did you guys how 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 is give me the timeline of of release for you and your reaction to it. So, 
game comes out. Have you? I don't tell tell me if you've played it. What do you think? How was your experience going through it all? Did you get were there two, were there many issues or hurdles? Did you get through quite cleanly? Um, and what do you think? Like, what's your what's your general reaction? You know, chronologically to to the release. Well, I think it. Am I wrong in in thinking that this was pushed like an hour early? Dude, am, am I wrong? And that shit told me that, that was planned. That was planned. Just want to say that was not okay. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a, that's like something that like Blizzard has like historically done, and like you know, it, it's kind of a a a, a rite of passage to try and get in early on the release because they you know they don't want to. To, to reduce congestion, they try to, you know, get it in a little early so that, you know, the people that are there can get in and, you know, it makes sense strategically. Um, but yeah, uh, have not played, have watched, um, sat in queue for a while while playing WoW. And all things considered, I think we kind of talked about it before the show. Um, the people that have gotten in, it looks great. It's running smooth. It It's, you know, it's Overwatch 2. I think Kiriko looks to be a lot of fun um but you know uh i don't know i guess i'm just numb to this just because like I, i've been a blizzard gamer like right. for the majority of my life so like just, i um, know yeah so joe you've just to me you've just described a threesome i haven't got it in yet you know i've watched it's not my turn um, but like fun. i know i'm fun. gonna yeah it looks like a lot of fun um mm. and you know i'm just numb to it now because i've watched so much of it so you know <laughs> yeah i'm desensitized <laughs> Yeah, no, that's uh, it more sounds like uh, I, I'm not going to go into that. I think that's that the, we already hit, hit the threshold of where we want to go here. But like my experience with this was that, you know, I, I'm, I've been doing this thing where like sometimes when I want to get an easy run in, I just come into the discord and then just chat with people while I give it an easy run. Because while talking like that forces me to ha uh, be in an anabolic state right and it's pretty good and blah 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 80 percent of the volume blah 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 runners will understand and i'm like two kilometers in and i get into the discord and lb friend of the show tells me yo it's out you want to play overwatch and i'm like bro i'm in the middle of a run I my sister calls me. I'm like, I'm sorry, Overwatch two just came out, and then I PR'd my 10k. <laughs> I, that, like, despite having the uh, uh, the first two kilometers were relatively slow, I PR'd the 10k after just to make it in time to queue up for in place 40k, and then I had time to shower and everything, and yeah, got two games in before I got disconnected. I think you um. You got you got the you got the fight or flight adrenaline there. Yes. You know you just you just ran as if a tiger was chasing you, and you're like, "This is my only shot. Yeah, I gotta go for broke here. I'm gonna go until my legs give out." Um, yeah. Nice. So two two out of three of us have played. Um, Joe, you've watched, and I did some watching as well. I think we all did some watching. What what was most impressive to me? I'll speak about my experience in a second. Was that even hours before the launch? Even the, the the early launch, so again, we're talking about it from the perspective of it launching one hour early, even before that, or like an hour or two, there were like a shitload of people streaming who were only just waiting. It was literally a, a release waiting room, mm -hmm. and we still had something like 
the Overwatch 2 category still had something like 80,000 viewers. That was more than Counter-Strike, more than Fortnite, and about equal, if not overtaking Apex at the time. And we, and zero gameplay, no gameplay. Everyone was just waiting for release, watching cinematics, talking shit, watching the Seagull video, so talking shit. Um, no, I'm kidding. Why we can get? In, I don't know if we want to get into that. There's some. There's, he's he generally had some reasonable takes. I'll be fair about it. Um, and yeah, they were just they were just chilling for the most part. And eighty thousand people in the category watched that. No zero gameplay. And that was so impressive to me. I was just like, wow. There's a lot of people. Well, context to a lot. I mean, that's a lot more than you'd think. It's a lot more than you'd think of people who are just kind of waiting. And this doesn't even include like an XQC. He wasn't even on the Overwatch category yet. Like the biggest streamer during during this period, there were I think Seagull might have been legitimately the biggest streamer mm-hmm. in the category during the uh, waiting period. Um, so I didn't even bother launching early. Um, I was technically there at local time, five a.m. for the launch, but I'm like, I'm gonna stream later. I'm going to play later when hopefully we get past some of the initial launch teething issues because I knew, like, I, I have no, um, I mean, the game's not going anywhere within the first 24 hours anyway. So it's like, I'm not, I'm in no rush. Like, I don't need to be part of, like, you know, the first wave on a Black Friday sale. You know, there's no point. Um, and, you know, it's not like all the Black Friday items will disappear if I'm late. They'll, they'll all still be there. The shelves will be stocked. Um, Overwatch will be there when I arrive. So I, Went to sleep, woke up, um, even just took my time. I wasn't even in a rush because I scheduled my stream for 2 p.m. I think I started my stream maybe an hour or two earlier just because I was like, well, i got nothing left to do now. I might as well begin. Uh, and then I played through. I it, I maybe only took about 10 minutes to wait in the queue. Uh, I am also queuing on a smaller server region, Australia, OCE compared to everyone else, so maybe that helps. Um so it didn't take me that long. I only experienced one disconnect. Okay. I had some other people on my team and on the other team disconnect though. I think I stopped playing ranked when two people on my team disconnected. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna lose a ranked game because of this. It's kind of kind of lame. So I stopped queuing ranked after that and just played some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I believe I got up to level eight or nine on the battle pass. Wow. For having only played about five to six hours, I got you know, level eight slash nine on the battle pass. Um, played through Kiriko, obviously. I can share some thoughts on that in a bit. And generally felt like everything else was smooth. Like, you know, if, if, as long as you don't disconnect and you do manage to log in and you do manage to have all your Overwatch 1 trans, Overwatch 1 stuff transferred over and your watch point stuff is all loaded in. And generally the game, like, there's no issues from a bug perspective of like things you're supposed to have. Then the experience was pretty damn good in my in my opinion. It was pretty fucking smooth. It was pretty decent. Um, outside of the couple times other people disconnected. Yeah. So yeah, I was happy with it. I'm gen I'm genuinely quite happy with it. So, so let's talk a bit more in detail as we exit out this intro now. Um, to getting into some of the more uh I guess specific details through the launch, and then we'll talk about some MVP stuff and maybe get into some games after that. Without further ado, 265 brought to you by Avril Vista Bebe, Battlecraft, Refine Beam, Bronze Bot Buha, Picasso, Chris R3444, Cash 67, Lol Shin, Porkshop, Sammy, Rick Zane, Volumel Spoon, that's with YouTube members, I Sam Jelly, William JC, Vishman, Violin 6, AK, and Chris R. Um, 
first thing to note, there was a DDoS attack. Two reported DDoS attacks. Um, if you put on your tinfoil hat, certain people are saying like, oh, that's just an excuse from Blizzard and they weren't getting DDoS, they just had too many people. Um, clearly, the, the main talking point about the, re the release is the fact that people have struggled to log in. I know that Asmongold, I was watching his stream, he was waiting in queue for, I think, literally above one hour, maybe a couple hours, and he couldn't get in. He, had, he just ended a stream. I think he eventually came back and did a different stream and then eventually got in. But yeah, the initial, uh, the initial login was not good for a reasonable amount of people. I understand that there's some console issues. I believe the console players who are trying to merge their account with PC had issues with loading all their progress. Um, some people have not been able to load in the 2000 Watchpoint pack coins. What else? Uh, supposedly, console players are having a harder time logging in than the PC players, I think. Um... Yeah, that sounds about right to me in terms of all the stuff that went down. Did you guys hear any different? Was there was there more? And how do you guys feel about all of those things on launch? No, that kind of checks a lot of the boxes that I had heard. Um, like as we were kind of sitting in the Discord, you know, hearing people get in and then get kicked out. You know, there was you know the like you said the the reported bug about you know, those who have merged their accounts with console or whatever, like they had like weird authentication issues or whatever it was, whatever the technicality was. Um, and yeah, I was very much with you in this, in a very similar boat where it's just like, yeah, I know that this is not going to be, you know, you know, play on release type of game. Um, if anything, it's actually kind of surprising in a, I guess in a good and a bad way that it's actually persisting until today. Like, you know, I tried to get in a little earlier and I was like, you know, still in queue and then it would like reset the queue and like still haven't been able to play just yet, which I'm again, I, I was never like a big Overwatch player, um, but, you know, still want to give it a try and, you know, get some battle pass in. Um, but yeah, launches for Blizzard and, and some of their their more modern IPs, they uh, they don't go so hot. Um, Diablo 3, anybody? Yeah, Diablo three. Those 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 error codes were fun to look up. Um, you know, played a lot of WoW. I think that's it's pretty uh known yeah. at this point. Every WoW expansion is usually pretty rough. Knock on wood. We'll we'll see. Most of them have been pretty tame. But yeah, Overwatch is uh, it, it's an experience. It's it's not um, it's not something you can. And we've talked about this on the show before. But like, it's not something that you can like. It's not an itch you can scratch with any other game. Like Apex kind of does like an okay job, but it's still not. It's still not Overwatch. So it, it it was very heartwarming to hear that like our stream numbers were going so good, and mm -hmm. so many people were interested, and a lot of like even just like normie friends of mine are like, oh, are you gonna play Overwatch too? Like we should play. Like it's free. Da -da -da -da. I'm like, oh okay. Like I want you to. I want you to slow down on the positivity here because we're here to farm negative impressions. Oh, okay, my no, bad. we will talk. Uh, we will talk about the we will talk about the positive stuff in a second. Yeah. I just want to get clear through all the sort of negative stuff on launch. Um, to prove yeah, to I'm, I'm just not do, like a. Do. <laughs> we do. I mean, yes, it's not a good thing. Obviously, you, you want everybody to get in and play. Um, it, it's I don't know. I'm just not that person to like shit on a game and i've just been through so many that i'm i'm just dumb to it so i, I just i don't know i'll just reacting to it but i so. have the exact opposite opinion almost like oh, okay yeah. here's here's two things a there's no reason for blizzard to lie about ddos attacks 
Yeah, of course. Like over the history of Blizz Activision Blizzard as a company, day ones have always been a problem. You wouldn't make that shit up, right? Like you don't need to. Everyone that has been in this industry will realize this just happens. Now, there's here's the other thing. If and despite like even if we didn't have um DDoS attacks, had there not been long logging queues, that's when I get concerned. That actually would have upset me. True. True. Yep. Because that would have meant like we're dead on, actually dead on arrival. This communicated like people want in, want to play, are excited. Like I just looked it up. Like the, the day th uh, two viewership is also solid, sitting uh, second biggest game on Twitch um, at 300k viewers. So like. That's live right now. Yeah. As of the recording. Yep. So. I don't know, like, uh, I had a very different um, emotional response to this. Of course, like, you know, with employment bound to it and everything, like, that. that's definitely... Ah, oh, you are a shill. Confirmed. Confirmed he was Jessica's a shill. Yeah, I'm shilling. Um, Confirmed. Can't take any of his opinions seriously. No, he's shilling. <clears throat> um, and, yeah, no, I think, generally speaking... Like, the fact that we were able to play was nice. I also didn't have my coins transferred from from the Watchpoint pack. which were, But I did have the uh, Battle Pass, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I didn't mind. Like, I was happy to play Kiriko. I was happy to play the game. I got, like, two ranked games in. Then I played another one today. Unfortunately, I disconnected once with, like, a back-to-desktop bug. I don't know. I, I'm unbothered. I, I like. I think that's just normal for launches. And I think, um, yeah, people kind of have to remember. That's why I'm willing to give a bit more leeway and just kind of benefit the doubt that, like, okay, it's launched. There's a lot of interest right now. There's going to be issues. Um, DDoS or not, I think it's proven that there's a lot of people trying to get into the game, which, as you said, Jessica, is, is really, really positive. Um, I mean that 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 exactly communicates that we're not dead on arrival. That's literally one of the most, you know, probably the, the almost like a best case minus the launch issues, a best case scenario for interest related to launch. And I think we even got an early um, indicator of that when we had this whole beta phase, the beta drops. Right, we had a million people watching, didn't we? We broke a million on the category, if I remember. Um, and of course, people would. Sadly, overreact to the beta and be like, "Oh, this is this is bullshit. The game's not very good." And it's like, well, there's just so much, so many things missing. You know, this this experience now compared to beta. Um, if you were to view it charitably, you would say that this is like monumentally better than the beta. Obviously, I, I think that's a general thing that people can agree with. I don't think anyone can say it's worse than the beta. It's definitely better than the beta. Um, but if you were to be, if you're a PC gamer journalist, you'd probably say that this is still, you know, this is like five percent better than the beta. I don't know, something stupid like that. But I, I generally think, like, I mean, this is closer to the kind of experience that I'd be willing to accept more solid judgment on, because judging a beta doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You're literally judging an unfinished product. But now, like, honestly speaking, if people have played the release of Overwatch, again, minus the current bugs, which I think we should be a little forgiving towards in, in terms of, like, these are things that are being fixed... And look, if it doesn't get fixed in a reasonable amount of time and this continues and people still can't play and whatever, yeah. then at that point it's like, well, fuck it. I mean, there's really no defending that anymore. But for now, it's like disconnections and login issues aside, 
if you played Overwatch and it's not for you, hey, all good. Yeah. You know, that's fair enough. This is now, now I'm like, yeah, this is the actual release of the game. Obviously, there's more to come. And something that um, Samito said that I think is quite important for people to remember is that um, this game of Overwatch 2 and the release has been described, I think even internally so, passed on to creators, as the start of a marathon, not the end. Which means, you know, this is the start of the live service journey. And um, live service games are never complete. Like, you can't, it's, it's not a finished product. I mean, it is a finished product in the sense that it's available to public. But um, because live service games will forever go on, and that's the idea anyway, the idea is they forever go on and continue being a live service. There's no, like, actual end, and it just keeps on going. So what I'm trying to say is there's a lot more to look forward to. Obviously, if you, if, for the people that feel like there's not enough now, then I guess there's not much further to be done to try and convince them otherwise. But I think, um, especially in 2023, when the PvE stuff comes out, this is now maybe moving into some of the stuff that Seagull said in his video, because he was saying that he was maybe disappointed with the, the amount of content after three years, but he also contextualized it by saying two out of those three years were spent on PvE, which is not even out yet, which is true. So maybe by... Maybe in like three to four months, we'll get to see like a better picture of, uh, you know, more of the intended experience. Let's call it that the intended experience from when the game was actually announced in twenty nineteen. Yeah, but um, I think that's the only asked, thing. One hundred percent couldn't have asked for like a smoother experience once you get in. But to I think to Siegel's point, like. That's maybe one thing you can get like frustrated at with Blizzard is that the decision to decouple from the PVE side of things, you know, hindsight being 2020, um, you know, whatever anecdote you want to throw at it. it. It is, you know, kind of frustrating that it took so long because a lot of you know, people won't right. necessarily think of that super critically and they're just gonna be like, oh, well, what happened three years and it's same game, three heroes, one hero, one hero a year, what gives, you know, new map, oh, Z, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's not great, but, um, I think all things considered, I think from my perspective, it's, you know, I, I on the right track. In March, I wrote a piece that pretty much was Siegel's video now which was basically like why you have to decide whether or not Overwatch 2 will have launched today or like yesterday, you know? Um, or And yes, like it's a fleeting concept what you think Overwatch 2 is for you. Like for a lot of us, especially like if you listen to this podcast, you're much more likely to think like, yes, this is Overwatch 2 because it's a PvP experience that, was, that I was expecting got new heroes, we got a new system uh, in terms of 5v5, we got a new map. Maybe it's still a little bit light on the chest in terms of content, but this is Overwatch 2 for me. But I also completely respect when people say, well, about 5% of the things that I was hyped about about Overwatch 2 are currently in my hands, namely that I don't have PvE. And that's also completely fine, right? Mm. Um, generally speaking, I think... Um, it's, it is, here's, here's the thing. The complications that one, that Blizzard might find themselves in due to various forces pulling them in different directions. So let's say 
you have a contractual obligation to release something that's called Overwatch 2 to, to several parties. That could be a thing. Or you have a contra uh, contractual obligation to, you know, um, like, or to, uh, not a contractual, but an implicit obligation to do something with, you know, release something as to, you know, impact the stock price. Or, like, the the also the Overwatch League. L let's be honest, like, Overwatch League had an unusual amount of uh, influence in how this all went, right? Like, you, you're not getting a pre, like, a, a prior release type of ed edition, like, or the beta as soon. I would even argue, in a world where the Overwatch League doesn't exist, or the interests, or the, the 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 requirement for Overwatch Two to come out due to the content drought causing the leak to tank, I wonder if we just would have gotten Overwatch Two with everything with the PVE and everything. Because as, as Siegel rightly points out, this is a definitely a company that ruthlessly delays if they don't feel their requirement for quality is met. Then, of course, like the looming takeovers there, and there are uncertainties about that, where you I mean, might w want to get out, out of there. Then, you, yeah. You say they ruthlessly delay, but there was the internal report of uh, the team being forced to content lock. Yes. Now that's true. so that they can scope creep the product. So you know, at, at, uh, on one level, I'm sure the Overwatch, I'm sure the team of developers would like to d delay to infinity. Yes. But at an executive level, it's just like you're taking the piss. You need a fucking content lock and ship. And in in essence, this, I mean, this might might be wrong, but to me, it signifies the the creeping in of the Activision executive yes. thought yes. process over the Blizzard. You know, like if you if you stand in front of the Blizzard offices, read their values and what they want to ship, you more and more recognize that Activision's values are infringing upon these principles. And that doesn't have to necessarily be bad. No. I even think that some of those principles are not fit in 2022 gaming, unfortunately. I enjoy uh, the... Uh, unless you're making Elden Ring. Unless you're making like an Elden Ring type game, sure. then sure. Yeah. Yes. But a live service game? Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Like, I enjoy the crispness of everything. I wonder if it had to be as crisp, you know? I also, like, I think this is also a uh, an underappreciated aspect of this is. The reason, and everyone working in software, leave a comment if you, if you agree with this, and I think there's even the principle, I was, it was given to me the name like two or three times, I'm sure Eric knows it as well, but it's basically like when you introduce new people into a software project, especially with proprietary software, of which Overwatch uses a lot of, especially in the art department, right? It's not like you're using like the Unreal Engine in order to you and the tools, everything there, where you can hire professionals that already know who the un, how the Unreal Engine works. No, you are hiring new developers that now need to w learn Overwatch. And by the developments uh, team swelling up in order to support live service, you are not, you're not just uh, 
not making it quicker to get to your goal, you are actually delaying it. Because what happens? You hire people and now for several months, you need to teach these people and your prior staff needs to t uh, invest time in order to teach these people the, your proprietary software in order to get them up to speed and then be able to produce at a level that is satisfactory, right? Hopefully we're, or I, I think like in the way I observed the swelling of the development team, I think we're past that hump and uh, the majority of the workforce there is um, like past that period of, you know, settling in. And now we can produce content um, out. Of course, also consider um, certain you know, complications as to what the uh, the Activision part desired for Overwatch to implement. And we never got total confirmation on on what kind of projects, side projects that were in, in eventually curbed got in. Sure. But it's yeah. it, I feel like it's not it's not impossible to infer that it might be something, you know, like including third party media in a way that no, not in to the same extent that we've seen in Fortnite, but I think what we might also see is, you know, more crossover of media and Overwatch in some way, and maybe not as nearly as intrusive as in other games. Maybe more subtle, mm. you know, like how we are very subtle in in the ways how we signify certain aspects, right? Like how we how our skins relate to the to the players it's not like you know sure. they, they they are like the facial structure of the player or whatever right yeah they're like a, an attribute about it or for the lack of a better um point like the the poster for uh internet hulk mm -hmm. it's not like you know they put a statue with his face into the game they did something symbolic right yeah. it fits into the the background right yeah like if you don't know the story you won't see it stand out. I think I could see stuff like that making it more into Overwatch in the future. So, <laughs> long story short, like, I personally am satisfied, but I'm also totally fair, fine with people saying, like, this is not what I imagined Overwatch 2 to be. There's a, um, a language issue here, a marketing issue is here. On one hand, and I actually, I, I think I've come around to the point where I don't think they should have marketed this more than they did. Mm. I think you need to spend the marketing bucks on the PvE because that's your fat content that's coming sure. out, right? Yeah. Um, and that's where you know the billboards need to go and and yeah. that type of. Uh, it, it can still happen. When I, I I have no doubt that it will happen. Right. You so I'm. But you wouldn't do it for the PvP, right? Like it's you wouldn't do it for now, right? Are you saying that are you? I, I think they could. I think they should do big marketing for both. Okay. You should market this now, and then also market your PVE later. Okay. Um, I mean, fair. I think it, yes. Ideally, I think there's also expectation of efficacy of that. Um, but I think especially the free-to-play angle could have been pushed a little more. I don't know. Uh, it got pushed as much as every piece of Overwatch 2 media I saw in terms of the marketing from Blizzard all said free to play. And almost immediately, okay. as well, the first thing it says is free to play. Okay. 
that includes like image marketing as well. It's like Overwatch 2 free to play. Like at, at this point, I'm convinced that Blizzard could not have done any more than they've already done okay. to market the fact that this is free to play. Okay. And whoever still doesn't have that message, I mean, at this point, they've either very purposely a trolling or I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're just blind. Maybe I have no idea. Maybe they're just incompetent. Probably probably the latter. They they absolutely are just incompetent. Actually, now that I think about it, so yeah. So yeah. Oh, well, um, is that that is that your general thoughts? Yes. Um, there's still a couple of things uh, we got to move along to, but um, I for me. The biggest problem with this game has always been the number two. That is the hill that people all like to die on. Now, from my perspective, I can see past number two, and what I see is, obviously, it's an update. It's a gigantic update. To me, it's more of a 2.0 update. Um, so I view this from the perspective of, like, a sequel in, in the traditional sense of what a sequel is. Probably not. But the reason I don't get pressed about it is because I don't allow the marketing to define what I want out of the game. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, basically, I'm not upset by the fact that the marketing says Overwatch 2, even though, like, from a certain perspective, it's not really Overwatch 2. You've you've you've, you've dropped in the biggest update Overwatch has ever had, and I think more accurately, it's more like Overwatch 2.0, but I could, that doesn't bother me. Um, but I think it bothers a lot of people because their expectations are different just from the number two. Now, part of the reason why they would have two is because, from a marketing standpoint, you draw in a lot of people back and get a lot more attention by calling it a sequel. I get that. Um, but also, I think from the internal perspective as well, like when you bundle everything together, you bundle all the PvP stuff with all the PvE stuff, it actually is maybe a big enough game and a big enough selling point that you could consider it to because it's, it is quite a bit. It's basically like, you know, you have everything from Overwatch 1 in terms of the PvP gameplay, obviously streamlined with the 5v5 stuff. But then you have included this other thing that, and I've described this elsewhere, where like if you look at all the, if you look at the entire PVE, PVE undertaking of the entire campaigns that they want to do, which is ongoing, and the entire hero missions thing with all the skill trees and everything involved, they're basically trying to do a Left 4 Dead, Borderlands, and then also Diablo 3 Adventure Mode hybrid. Like you, you're making a hybrid of like three different games here. It's a big enough undertaking that if another studio with a completely fresh IP was to make that exact same game, it'd be a fucking huge game yeah, in yeah. terms of how hard it would be to make. It'd be a gigantic game from a development standpoint. So I totally understand from that perspective, yeah, that that would be a sequel because it's such a huge undertaking that if you literally released another game with only that, that'd be a, that'd be a massive game. So why wouldn't it be a sequel from that perspective? That's fully understandable. Uh, but, because, but then again, but because that isn't here... A lot of people view this as a finish line. I think the I think the difference in financial model also skews people as well, um, because people have a perspective of obviously you're going to compare this game to Overwatch One, and um, my message to that is like I don't think it's accurate for people to compare this game to Overwatch One, which obviously sounds sacrilegious. Like people are probably like squinting their eyes and shaking their heads, like what do you mean? Of course, why wouldn't you compare this to Overwatch One? It's literally you know it's the it's the sequel, but um. Comparing Overwatch One to me also doesn't make a lot of sense because you're you're basically comparing it to something that is a completely different business model that has different goals and is trying to achieve different things. That is a different undertaking and a different exploration of what that game actually is. So while aesthetically it's Overwatch One, I think um, the direction of the game is 
honestly fairly different enough that it's it's a very different game in that kind of regard um and so i think it's more accurate to compare it to like the other free-to-play titles out there in terms of fortnites and apexes and valorant like what is our service compared to their service because you have to you do have to look at that um and so that's like that's a very important comparison to make and from that comparison our game actually looks pretty damn good because most other free-to-play live service titles first of all don't even have the amount of content we have right now the level of content we have in this game of overwatch 2 is so much greater than all those other games from a pure quantity and i would even say quality standpoint we have more maps we have more characters um let's not consider league of legends in there because they've 140 they've also uh, that game's been around for 10 years so i'm gonna leave that one out for now we can get to that later um but in terms of like apex value stuff we have more maps more characters more content more different modes more different ways to play the game the characters are more in depth with the lore and the art yeah um, we I have the cinematics the we have the cinematics um you're not allowed to talk about arcane here because again we're not talking about league of legends right <laughs> now i'm going to exclude league of legends from this conversation so until Valorant gets a bunch of cool, equally good cinematics, and there's cinematics are okay, but they're not Blizzard quality. Um, Apex don't they, they basically don't have much at all. They have a little bit, but it's not anywhere near the quality. So what I'm basically trying to say is, when you compare it to our competitors, our game is gigantic. Like if you were a brand new, if you weren't like biased from your perspective of what Overwatch was from Overwatch One perspective, you're let's pretend this is maybe like trying to find. Uh, a jury member for the OJ Simpson case because everyone at this stage has probably heard of Overwatch but let's pretend not you've not you've you've been living under rock you know nothing about Overwatch you've never played Overwatch you don't know anything about Overwatch at all and you're coming in and maybe you're purely an Apex or Valorant player or something like that um, or you're someone that comes from Fortnite you, you're someone that generally speaking is open to playing free-to-play live service games and you compare this game as an offering compared to those games as an offering our offering is way fucking better from everything for the from the monetization that our battle pass is friendlier yeah um a lot of people a lot of overwatch people actually to be very honest with you clowned on frito's um frito's assertion that our we have the best we have the most friendly battle pass in free-to-play gaming and Wait, a lot of overwatch clowned players on clowned on that they're uh, wrong people they're just overwatch wrong. people they're just wrong. yeah they are that's the thing they are wrong but the problem is is they they hate all of it because they're only they're, they're not they don't consider the other titles they only consider overwatch so my the problem with that comparison is if you only compare overwatch 2 to overwatch 1 then yeah no shit you've you've you've, you've lost you've lost things mm-hmm. you've lost the ability to freely gain everything for fucking free haven't you um the the, the one thing that we don't have in the battle pass is the rolling battle pass right like that you can earn another battle pass no battle. but you can get you can get enough coins from but challenges to get, get every second battle coins. pass. Yes, exactly. So I would still say that's fine. I would still, you can earn half a battle pass every season. And I would say like, even let's even forget about the free part. Consider the paid portion. If you were to buy it as a premium battle, if you paid money, if you were to buy it as a premium battle pass, how does it compare to the other battle passes in the industry? I still think ours is generally speaking better. The quality of our skins are higher. Mm-hmm. The quality of our our cosmetics and you know our, our stuff is generally just higher um i i'm trying to remember the cost of some of the other battle passes but our battle pass is only ten dollars ten dollars us i think mm-hmm. pretty pretty reasonable undertaking and you know what what else um i'm just going to compare the games that i play the most here um our battle pass every level of the battle pass is ten thousand xp locked no exponential increase mm. valorant battle pass every single level of the battle pass 
is requires a higher amount of XP to unlock than the previous level. Yes. It's an exponential increase until mm-hmm. you get to the yeah. final level, which is ridiculous. So not only is the battle pass longer, it takes longer to complete, it's more difficult to complete, and the quality of cosmetics is worse. Yes. The final reward on the Valorant battle pass is like a shitty knife. And it's a shitty knife that is not even any, is, is fundamentally worse than the knives you get from just paying for bundles in the game. Whereas the final level on our battle pass on Overwatch 2 is a never seen before in Overwatch history, mythic skin, never, never been done yes. before in Overwatch, literally the best quality skin ever made and that's at the end of the battle pass at the end of our battle pass is literally a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow of yes. something that's never been done in this game before whereas the end of the valorant battle pass is something that's worse than something you can just buy in the store generally speaking it's like people, but factually our battle pass is better factually speaking our yeah. battle pass is better like if you if you compare the customization of the genji skin and everything like just the skin just the genji skin strap everything else everywhere else and especially because it's the one thing, it's the one big whopper currently, right? And it, it, we already knew that this is true for the next one. The new Battle Pass will once again have this one big whopper mythic skin. By the way, you look sick. Then the... the if you compare that to Valorant, for instance, everything in that thing is shit, but everything outside is cracked. And yes. you know what those things cost? Triple A price. Now we're at 50 Expensive. bucks for one skin, my dude. You're not getting all the other gun you know, buddy you know the, shit. And, and you know what the most tilting comment I saw recently was? Um, and and for, the, for, for the very curious listeners, yes, this is one of those uh, three-up vote comments you think I mulled over. And so here we go. I'm about to mold over a three-up vote comment. Um, the most stupid comment I saw was like... <laughs> Wait, it's gonna cost like ten dollars to buy a skin in Overwatch now? That's the that's the entire price of an indie game. How dare Blizzard? This is ridiculous. Meanwhile, Valorant, you're paying sixty bucks plus for a skin bundle. Have fun with that. That's literal triple price, triple triple A. If you're that's molding, like if you're if you're game. upset, if you're upset about a ten dollar price for a skin, holy shit, you don't know anything. You are you are you are like a. You're a sailor in a teacup. The, Holy fucking shit. Look, you don't even know about the rest of the ocean yet. You, I'm, I'm fine with you if you're principled and think all of this is garbage. Like, that can be your stance. I have no problem. But if you're saying this is not one of the battle, best battle passes in gaming, I don't know how you would defend that. You just I have think, no leg to stand on. Well, what's happening is that as they're, they're sinking their money into Genshin Impact and their super cute anime waifu gotcha games they're posting on reddit watching the funny karma number go up and genuinely i i can't in good faith take these people seriously because i know how gamers are because i am one right you are not there is no moral high ground here you've paid goofy things in the past what's different here is that the monetization model's changing and you don't like it because it mimics other things. Yeah. You had it easy here and that's true, of course. It's re- it's been very very user friendly to an extent um where you could just play a load of games and get all the stuff for free and your time was rewarded. Your time is now infinitely more rewarded. It just is more accessible to those who don't already have the game. Those uh-huh. who have not pre-purchased the game have much more accessibility 
to the title because it's core free to play and you can't have free to play without some kind of other monetization unless you're actually asking blizzard to run a charity people's argument people's argument is they don't want the free to play which I, to be very reasonable i don't think it's a bad argument i i if you don't want sure. free to play i fully get you i can fully get you i can actually mm-hmm. i can empathize with that um the reality is it is going free to play and because because the reality of how people work is everyone is i i this is maybe an extremely jaded pessimistic way to view everyone on the planet but i'm old and i'm jaded so i'm going to do it um is that i i think most i think the general human population is self-interested everyone's self-interested as a baseline sure. um, and you have to be from a survival standpoint humanity all life from a survival standpoint has to be self-interested so that's i don't have an issue with that but i think people need to be a little bit more self-aware that they are self-interested and the self-interest is if i am an overwatch one player and the game is switching to free to play first of all i already paid for this game so what does what does a free to play how does that benefit me the free portion of free to play does not benefit me because i already right. paid for this game right. that's number one number two is that with the free to play comes a bunch of free to play mechanics which start locking things behind paywalls that I didn't used to that didn't used to be locked for me because uh, I'm going to enter the shoes of stereotypical Overwatch one gamer, which is never paid for shit. Yeah. Bought Overwatch, maybe even may, probably bought Overwatch on a sale. Definitely didn't play Overwatch on release in 2016. Um, have all the skins with like fucking twenty thousand extra coins because there's nothing left to buy. Um, you farm the game for all this content, and you have everything in the game, every single cosmetic in the game. Um for free because you didn't pay for anything uh you also probably brag about having everything for free and never paying for anything it's like look it's the same people that say look uh overwatch one has the most friendly loot box cosmetic system in the world i don't have to pay for anything i have have at all um and then that same person gets very surprised when overwatch says oh we're not making money and we have to change the financial model to something that's more sustainable makes sense and then mr overwatch one player who owns everything is like well that's worse for me but the but the big picture is these people. I think the problem is they don't see the big picture. These yes, if you're self interested, if you're self interested, you don't see the bigger picture, because the bigger picture says, well, the game can't continue like this, because if you're bragging about owning everything and about the system being so friendly that you get to own everything and for a single sixty dollar price, that doesn't fucking work. You you don't yes. get to have continued support and new content for free and then brag about never paying for post launch content. As if that's something to be proud about. The pro- when that is the exact reason of why there needs to be a new game with different financial model. Like that's mm-hmm. the ultimate proof of the pudding of why this had to happen. The, the thing is, um, Avril, it worked. The, the 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 thing is that you also have to acknowledge is this backlash works to a degree, and the proof that it works is is that the battle pass is so fair. It's not fair because of the goodness of Activision Blizzard's heart. It's because yeah. The community put the fear of God into sure. Activision Blizzard, going fr- from you know what the Overwatch One business model was, to with you know like what you're going free to play, what's the monetization like? You know like th- this is still the same Blizzard gaming crowd that spit on people buying Celestial Steeds. Yeah, yeah. right. So with that coming around, you gotta you gotta give it to them. It worked. It worked to a decent say, degree, right? Like my favorite, my favorite people, my favorite type of consumers are the type of consumers that shame other consumers for spending money how they want. And obviously, that's again, that's that's driven by self interest because the self interest there is like, oh, if other people spend money in a way that's going to cost me more money, then I'm upset. 
uh, and that's kind of how it is. Whereas, whereas I'm, whereas I'm the kind of realistic person. I'm like, well, I can't fight against that. So it is what it is, and I can only choose to vote with my wallet for myself. So if other people will choose to spend money poorly, I can't do anything about that, and I can only choose whether I want to spend that same money poorly or not. And that's the only position. So I, I can't be bothered crying about it because I can't. Yeah. Change other people's habits. It's like it's just like stupid to even cry about that, and yet the children on the internet do. So, um, as we start to shift away, I think the final thing I'm I'm going to say on this is, and this is like an overall extension of what Seagull is saying in terms of expectations around the game and the reactions to the game, is um, from a self-serving position. Yeah, it sucks because uh, the offering from this game is probably less than the offering of Overwatch One on a one-to-one scale. Because you are not, you are, you have to pay for stuff now. Things aren't free, uh, and you your sixty dollar entry price no longer gives you access to everything, and also everything in the future. Um, and uh, these people also, I think, just don't understand how modern gaming works. And look, if this game is, I'm not saying people should be forced to enjoy this and go through this. Is not for you. It's fine. It's not for you. Just quit. Play other games. Also, I found it really funny. By the way, the, there were certain comments I read about, like, oh yeah. Um, now that Overwatch 2 is a generic shooter, why would I play this game? I'm, I'm just going to go play Apex and Valorant. I'm like, you enjoy that. You go and play those games yeah. and go look at how their battle paths and how their cosmetics work. You fucking enjoy that, please. <laughs> you motherfuckers have no idea. Um, yeah. So in the interest of like more of like an overarching interest in the game, I think when you look at it from the perspective of like, what does the game need to survive? What is a, su- a sustainable way for this game to continue to pump out not only fast content, but high quality yes. content? And for it to have a long future in terms of being able to enjoy this game for a longer period of time, um, yeah, it's got to be free to play. It's got to be free to play, and it's got to have all the free to play bells and whistles. Yes. And you either are willing to pay for that kind of thing, or you're not. And if you're not willing to pay for it, as long as the actual free to play experience makes sense and isn't too except isn't like excessively bad, which I don't think it is. I think we've already stated our case that we think this is pretty fair compared to a lot of our games out there then you can just play as a pure free-to-play play and that should be enough because the gameplay should carry you through. If you're if you're not here for the gameplay, then what the fuck are you here for at the end of the day, right? If you're not here for the gameplay, I'll see you uh, come Overwatch League Finals because I'm sure we'll have an update regarding the PvE. So keep your eyes out for that. You think even so? Even then, I think people... people I'm, I'm getting ready for the wave of people that get upset about paying for that without realizing that PvE takes a phenomenal amount of effort oh. because it, it's way more costly to make. It's way more yes. time-consuming to make. And to I make think, it like, good. I, you want, like, I a can good already, I know the head, here's, here's your PC Gamer article headline that's about to come out in four months' time. Free-to-play game charges people that, to play. Uh, <laughs> Blizzard lied about free-to-play game. Charges yeah. for PvE content. I am so smart, Mr. Journalism. Um, that's the title that PC Gamer is going to run with in four months' time. But it's like, yeah, because the, the PvE takes like five times longer to make and five times more resources to make, you dumb fuck. Like, and yeah. it's super valuable as well because it's if, like, it's the thing that most people probably want. Why? Well, a lot of people want. I don't know about most. A lot of people want. The thing is, here's, here's where I got to stick up for the journalists. It's also the consumers that wouldn't click otherwise, you know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Like, reasonable headline, reasonable opinion. Well, <laughs> I... Yeah. I mean, I blame capitalism for that. I win and lose from capitalism. You know, what I gain, what I gain from a, you know, uh, monetary standpoint and wealth standpoint, I lose in my faith in humanity <laughs> and my, my, and, and my mental health. I lose in that. So it's, it, they're, they're directly, uh, 
con contrasting each other. You know, the more I gain in my ability to find myself in my way of life, uh, the less happy I am, and the more I'm depressed. That's the price. That's the price of freedom. That is the price of capitalism. Yeah, the, unless yeah. unless you're an asshole, unless you're a piece of shit, in which case you feel great because you're capitalizing. <laughs> See, my copium that I'm on in order to still do this job is, I think we generally underestimate the passive consumption that we do, right? Like, okay, I have content that I consume where I'm locked in and I'm watching that and I enjoy that it's well-crafted. I also recognize that I consume a lot of garbage just like passively with with my monkey brain clicking buttons in order to get me there and that that is a r very real you know like economic force that wants to be harvested yes. so like that's that's all i don't think necessarily that reflects as badly on humanity you just like can't be locked in everything yeah. every minute of your existence right Oh, this is such a good topic for like just a an at, like a generic podcast. After, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> TCP after hours, TCP dark is where you get to oh, this one. Oh fuck yeah! Only for our thousand dollar patron subscription tier. Um, no, I'm kidding. The secret hidden yeah. one through an ARG. I will say, I will say one one other thing. I keep saying it, I'm at my last point, but then I don't, and I'm just I'm just continuing lying. <laughs> um. Just because I know this, I'm, I'm I know I'm about to find this comment. This is this. I know someone's already typing this comment, which is to mm -hmm. say, like, well, why shouldn't I be self-interested? Why why should I care about the health Saying of the game and what Blizzard wants to do? Why why am I why is Avril trying to like clown on me for being self-interested? Isn't that for why you know, I should be self-interested? What's wrong with that? And to you, I'll say, that's fine. You can be, but then you can't be upset that Blizzard is also self-interested and they're trying yeah. to keep their game alive and they're trying to make money from the game. Because you keep bragging about not paying money for Overwatch One content, and so it's like you're allowed to be self-interested, and so is fucking Blizzard. And then you have to decide whether you're okay with that. If you're not, you can stop playing the game and play <laughs> Apex or Valorant, where those developers are equally self-interested, and you're probably paying even more money. But that's on you. Yeah. Um, you know that you're you can be self-interested. I just don't think you can have your cake and eat it. You don't get to be a hypocrite and be like, I'm self-interested, and this is a lesser offering for Overwatch One, and I'm upset. But then be upset about the fact that it was also like the Overwatch One offering from the Blizzard POV. They're not getting enough out of it. So how can they continue developing a game that they're not getting enough out of? Mm. You, I don't think you're allowed to be upset at that. Like that's just that's if you if you're trying to like you know if you're trying to capitalize, so is everyone else. Like you know you're, you you want to play the game. Everyone's game the meta game the meta game of capitalism. You want to play the capitalist game. Everyone's playing it. You can't get upset at other people playing it. I'll leapfrog from your point, Avril. I think Overwatch 2 is about to spawn a mass amount of prodigal children. In the textbook definition, I think there are a lot of people who've had it really, really nice and kind of had it cushy in Overwatch for a long time. They're going to go out and they're going to play these other games. They're going to be like, oof, this is a little predatory. This is a little rough. Yeah. I don't know about this. And then they go, oh, PVE's coming out, huh? Let's check that out. Let me see what that's about. Let me come back. Let me let me see what that's about. I, I you know maybe that Kiriko skin is kind of nice. Some dude, some dude named two games he played. The comment was like, yeah, I he was two uh, single player game. I played Hades and some other game I can't remember. And then I and then I played Overwatch two, and it's just it was so bad. It's just just like wow, how is it so much worse? I'm like, you're like comparing like apples and oranges. It's <laughs> actually kind of ridiculous. It's like it's like 
Bro, I had this salad, bro, and then I ate this kale, and then I had a Big Mac. Like, bro, what did you used to eat Big Macs? Big Macs are fucking legit, bro. Big Macs taste so good, dude. Shut up. God, I hate it. It's more like it's more like I I was in a car ride and then I had a sleep and those two things it's just like it's like nine day dude like you can't even compare dude the sleep was so much better I can't believe people take car rides like are we talking about the same thing like, I don't get this man like <laughs> are we coherent All right let's uh, talk about some MVP stuff and then yeah. I gotta go and then you guys can uh, you, uh, to be honest I don't technically I don't actually technically need to be here uh, no one cares <laughs> about my opinion so you guys That's can talk about some game stuff no and let's then, go um, let's go. So let's talk about some MVP stuff. I don't have any more Overwatch. Do you guys have any more Overwatch 2 things you want to talk about? I feel like we we barely talked about the Overwatch 2 game and then we started getting into some other BS. <laughs> um, I feel I like mean, we... So. I, I, I'm, I'm interested because like uh, in the MVP discussion because I okay. had a thread on Arkao. Like oh. I tweeted something and then people got... There we go. There was, there was a reasonable amount of support in there. For what? But basically, For my point was... That. Basically, all the shock, all the shock fans supported you, and all the Dallas fans hated you. That's what it yes. was, right? Yes. And also, you're okay. you're not. Wonder why that is. You're not slick with your flares showing when you're hating that point. Like I get it. Yeah, right. Hanmin is a fucking monster. Let's be honest. But my point was basically this: you cannot be considered MVP this year if you missed an entire stage or less, right? Correct, yes. And the reason for this is, is that nobody was transcendentally better in the times that they were active than other players on the list. And some players on this li list did transcend roles. Prophet <laughs> played fucking support for you. Yep. Smurf learned like off tanks. And had he to cover the entire the tank, entire pool. tank yes. pool. And yes, I recognize that someone like Fearless would generally bench you if um, if Winston was meta. By the way, didn't have to be hard meta. You could have run something else in that stage. Other sure, teams sure. did, right? Like yeah, yeah. You, that. That's that, that's a truth. counter counter argument to that. Mm. But also, you will frequently hear. That in MVP discussions, a contributing factor as to why someone is less likely to be MVP is because we don't have the full accuracy of judging play. So what we might take into account is the strength of the cast around them, right? Like, it's very sure. hard to be MVP if you have yep. five all-star players on your team. So how the fuck is the fact that Fearless replaced Hanbin not an even harder counter-argument than that for that. I, yes, I recognize that Hanbin cannot be expected to play Winston better than Fearless. That sucks for Hanbin, but the Dallas Field could have decided to play Hanbin on a different tank and yeah. even it... None of this shit has to be fair. Life <laughs> isn't fair. <laughs> motherfucker. It's just, yeah, I, I don't make the rules that Smurf just fucking learned everything and Prophet, like, picks up another role and somehow still stays up in the fucking kills per 10 yep. despite playing fucking break for a stage. Like, that shit, you, you have to realize what kind of other performances 
Hanbin is up against. Am I yeah. am I confused as to the qualities of Hanbin? Fuck no! Watch any of our <laughs> podcasts prior to the season, dude. Like, they, while I shoved Edison into a locker, I recognized that Hanbin was the locker for basically every other main tech in this league. Yeah, dude, I'm so tilted. Like that. Can I say? Can I say? This is a, this is a very meta point from me. I'll keep it quick. Okay. Um, this is this is exactly how the internet works and just how people work in 2022, which is to say that your tweet was the headline. People got upset at the headline, but they understand mm. none of the context or nuance because yeah, they yeah. didn't read the article. How does that make you feel as a journalist? Yeah. Um. Uh, and I get the fairness now point. You, now you, and now you have to explain the nuance and the context. But none of those people are watching this, so they'll never get it because they're, they're already upset by the headline and they'll, they'll never get educated by the context. Yeah, It's like, well, it's kind of unfair for Hanbin because he plays with the second best chance. Oh, shit. Like, it, yes. So where was your hatred for Lip not getting it? Because likely because he was playing with an all-stars lineup overall and the dude that didn't win a single thing that stage and had to hard carry his team through everything did end up winning it because he transcendentally carried them uh, mm -hmm. on basically everything. Like, how is that... Dude, I don't know how why it is hard to to understand. Like, we also, I I love how we somehow dropped a completely new bias in order to make proper What's not that? be the MVP. People are now What's like extra saying like, well, proper is sick, so he can't play in stage four. That should be considered. It's like no, we're not starting with future telling in MVP discussions, motherfucker. That is not a thing we're going to start with. Like, that is fucking insane. Recency bias is one thing. That temporal bias, I, like, I, I <laughs> tried to get temporal over it. You're trying, you're trying to predict recency bias in the future. That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> fucking wild. Dude. But I think here's, here's a realistic thing what might hurt proper. And I, I think we discussed it before. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people are experiencing hype fatigue. Yes, fatigue, yeah. Like, this kid has been too good too long and has been, like, announced as the faker of Overwatch, like, two years ago. Which, by the way, means you're a Mickey Mouse voter because you're not objective. Those people yeah. are subjective and they only, they only... That's the thing. You they only vote based on storylines. They, they only vote based on storylines and not on objective truth. Everyone and is so sick of, like, DPS players getting it. I'm like... <laughs> Don't vote. They're objectively better. Don't they're vote. They're objectively better. It's yes. like, don't I'm, vote. I'm, I'm sick of qualified doctors being doctors. I'm just going to listen to my local shaman. I, I want to be a analogy. doctor. <laughs> I'm sick of this. You know, it's like, you know, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's probably a really shitty analogy. Can I throw out another That's shitty really analogy? Funny. I, need you to, I need you to all be on board with me for a little bit for the next shitty analogy. Oh, the boy. whole, like, the whole like, Dallas fan versus Shock fan discussion mm -hmm. is like, I get it. You 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 feel like Harmon's very and he's he's amazing. He's, he's really, good. really good. I still think he's, he's a I think I th I still think he's a top uh he has a top position within the MVP race. I don't doubt that. Yes. Um but the whole like missing a stage, blah 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 comparison, it's like, oh it's not fair. It's kinda like when you're when you're going to buy a car and the second hand this is where the analogy comes in. Hold on, the Dallas fans are not gonna like this one. because uh, it's 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 not a very inflammatory analogy but it can be taken that way if you want it to be but i'm i'm telling you my intention is that it's not meant to be inflammatory 
It's like Dallas, the second-hand car salesman. They're like, man, just slap this baby on the rooftop. It's like, man, this Harman just does so much. You know, look, it's, it's it's refurbished. You know, it's got all this stuff in it. Yeah, okay, you know, missed a bit of action in 09 because we had to take it out for repairs and blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. But, you know, it's so good. But then you're, you are the based MVP voter. You're like, yeah, but Proper is a brand new vehicle and it has no defects. <laughs> so True. why would I? But yeah. you're like, no, but th this second-hand car is so good. Like, but it's not fair. You can't compare it to, to the brand new vehicle. It's like, but the market is, you have to understand this is a market as well. The market is there's a bit of options. It's like the mm -hmm. dating market as well. If I'm, a, if I'm an extremely hot girl on, on Tinder, you, unfortunately, you don't get up. You, you can't be upset about being an eight out, of, eight out of 10 guy if I have the option of taking a nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10 guy as an extremely hot woman on Tinder. It's a, it's a market. You might feel it's unfair. It's like, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm very good. Why aren't I being picked? You know, yeah. why is my second hand can second hand card not being picked over the new card? It's like because yeah. the market dictates there's better options, yeah. and so that's just how it is. It's like, no, it's not fair. No, it's not fucking fair that fearless bench Harbin. But you, but unfortunately, it, it hurts him because there's there's when you look across the board of the other options, there's people that haven't fucking been benched. Kips has yeah. not been benched. Profit's not been benched. Smurf has not been benched. Is it fair that like Harmon got benched because he has fearless on the team? It's not fucking fair. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it, the objective truth of the reality of it, is that there's other options. It's also so if I'm in the fucking market, I'm gonna take the best fucking option regardless of what the the, the fairness of it is. I'm just gonna take the best option because that's how it works. Yeah. Yep. It's also, like, I think the point is definitely weaker this year because we didn't have ranked. But the general idea of skill dilution, if I have to cover everything, has to be considered. Like, if Hanbin was the only tank for the Dallas Fuel this year, I cannot with certainty say that he would have the same performances that he had. Because what happened was, Hanbin didn't have to play scrims. He could have a breather. He could have reset. He didn't have to practice overtime in order to catch up on his main main tank pool like someone like Kulush had. Someone like right. you know Smurf had to grind up on the on the other heroes. More so like Smurf only played like half the main tanks for the shock most of the time because he had to split with with super, right? Like mm -hmm. the, the fact that this guy is so explode if anything and I, I'm a I'm a keep it a stack with you. I'm not sure if I'm voting for proper actually. Because it is my I'm still on the fence too. It, it is my Same. It, it is my big big candidate here. But if I consider what Smurf did this year in terms of like what the role of Tank had become and what kind of stuff he pulls and the fact that he won something and Sure how long he has been doing it. The one thing that I will say is, and that hurts both also uh, Kefsta and Shu, is that he has another MVP candidate that I also recognize to be an elite player, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. like, other than Proper, who very often feels like he has to do it alone with an, without another super elite player on his team, which I don't think, honestly, and I think we, we might get into that as well, dude... He has to play with some ass comparatively for a top team with some very mid DPS duos. Breach. And they had to fucking get striker in for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro. They had to be like, fuck, we need to get striker back. Like, I don't know shit. if <laughs> anything says desperation more than getting striker back, man. Like, 
They're like, we, dude, we we would we would rather break a hundred more peripherals just to get a striker back because that's what we need right now. That's it, inspiration. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if they were going hard for Happy when when that got, dude oh, sure. got onto the market. Yeah. They must have gone hard. And then seeing the, uh, Happy go through the glass, it's like, oh fuck. Ah, fuck. <laughs> fuck. D wh wh where's Ants going? Can, do we do you know, Ants? Like, like, you know that scene? You know, yeah, get the other, get the other head scan from Shockback. <laughs> Sloppy you know seconds. Scene, you know the scene in Game of Thrones when Turian says he wants uh, trial by combat, and then Cersei goes to the mountain, who is like chopping people up. He's like in, he's like in the training pit, and they're just like feeding malnourished prisoners at the mountain for him to chop up for practice. That's um that's striker destroying peripherals. Yeah. So um so you know that's um you know Cersei is Andy Miller, he goes up to Strikers like, we need you. And uh, I will give you any amount of peripherals you want to destroy to come back to our team. Um we're reinforcing our walls, but we're gonna build a specific drywall for you that is punchable, but the rest of walls is out of bounds. But you can punch this wall as much as you want. So they're ready. I mean, Shocker, you know, they're 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 happy to pay that price, but you know, I'm glad. Um <clears throat> Back to MVP discussion, guys. <laughs> For me, I am having a toss-up between Proper and Smurf. I think I think Yeska's right. Like I'm not I'm not people people think we're on here just like, yeah, we're just gonna vote proper. I don't know that I am. I'm s i am think my top two candidates are proper and smurf. And I'm debating those two. I'm seriously debating those two right now. And you know, it's the it's the and if you want to get into because let me let me let me throw a bone. Mm -hmm. To the Dallas fans that are like hardcore on the Harmon train, because I think there is a bone to be thrown here. That is to say that there there is a certain amount of people that out of the when you disregard the fairness argument, let's pretend the fairness argument doesn't exist and they understand the fairness argument. But despite the fairness argument, they would still argue that Harmon's a better choice than Smurf. Even even they will happily admit like, yeah, it's not fair. Harmon did get benched, but even then, I think Harmon's a better ca a candidate. Right? I'm I'm gonna try and appeal to those people now. Uh, and I'm not saying they're necessarily wrong. I think that you, if you hold that opinion, I don't blame you for holding that opinion. I don't, uh, you know, I don't think it's a wrong opinion to have in in the state of just like things being purely right or wrong. I think there is definitely opinion in that. Mm. Um, but I do think you have to consider like what what your definition of value is and what your definition yes. of yes. you know what an MVP is at that stage as well. Because the toss up between Harbin and Smurf for me is that Harbin has been probably stronger on certain picks to the point of being number one of that hero probably in the whole sure. league. But but Smurf has been more flexible across the board. Has been yes. more flexible across the board and I value that a, a lot. And now now this is the now this is where I take a bone back because um, you know, we're gonna get to the back, but no, I, I bone back this a little bit, guys. Um what I'm trying to say is is that I don't think you're allowed to factor in hypotheticals into sure. an MVP discussion. It has to be purely objective. <laughs> so you're not you're not allowed to be someone that can say you this is not a fair line of argument. You can't be someone that says, oh, but if we didn't have fearless, then Harmon would also yes. be as flexible and would also play yeah. the same things. Like we don't fucking know that. Dude. So if you if you if we play on pure speculation, then this entire a, process, this entire thing is just like just cancel MVP. Because mm -hmm. we need to set some fucking rules here. Yes. You you can only go off what has actually happened and what has actually transpired, and not off any speculation. That includes the temporal shift. People saying like, "Oh, well, proper six, so he's gonna." We can't do that because you can, you can't do anything based on like hypotheticals or speculation. Only what factually has actually already occurred. That's it. That's mm -hmm. where we. That's where you got to draw the fucking line, people. I, so I, sadly, because it's not fair, and Harbin hasn't played those heroes. 
can't include it into a sample, can't include that into the discussion, can't be like, well, I think you'd be good. No, we haven't seen it. It's not part of the discussion, sorry. Whereas we have seen that from Smurf. Can I can I tilt the Dallas fans even more and say, and I think you guys will doesn't even take agree a, with this. It doesn't take a lot, by the way. Just <laughs> yeah, want to be careful. Hard. Can, hard. can I tilt them and say, in my heart of hearts, I believe if Fearless is not on the Dallas Fuel, then they play Doom. They do better in stage two. And Hanbin is As likely. By and Hanbin is likely to be MVP for me. Probably. Yeah. Reiner, Reiner, Hawk, and Dante proved that you can just one trick Doom through stage yeah. two. Dallas could have done that. Yeah. Hanbin yeah. can play Doom. It's part of his hero pool. And the fucking crack to him. Yeah. 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 I think that's like. That's not fair. I don't. I like. I, I get this at uh, this this not fair thing. Um, fairness doesn't matter. Fair, yeah. Fairness has no place in this argument. Talking about fairness is completely redundant because we're talking about objective facts here. And objective yes. facts, true. Unfortunately, can't you can't consider fairness and objective fact. I don't give a fuck if it's fair or not. Ugh. The fact is, whoever who, who has done what and who has played what and how they performed true. is the only thing you can go off. Correct. I agreed, and that's that's where I want to work this a little differently for all the fairness Andes out there. If I if if you hold a gun to my head and say, is it fair to have Hottie and not Reiner? I would say no. I say I would say that is not fair. I would say that that is a made up, you know, clown shoes. You know what else rule. isn't fair? You know what else isn't fair, Joe? That there's mm. that there's even non DPS players in this in the first place. True, based, based, <laughs> where's shy? so based. Where's shy, dude? And I said that, and I and I said that in such a, I said that in such a straightforward, convictional manner. That ninety percent of people probably think I was serious, and for the most part, I think I am serious. I think outside of Harmon and Smurf, I don't think any of the other non DPS nope. should have been in there. Get them out. That includes. I think they're good. Nobody's saying they're bad. I'm about to tilt. I'm about to tilt all support players, but I don't think a support should ever get this award. No. I'm sorry. No, you I don't can't. think. I don't think support should ever be sure. eligible. I I don't know about depends ever. on the quality. It's depends, hard to say. Oh, depends, hard to say. Unless unless every unless every unless your entire unless flex support becomes as mechanically yes. demanding. From yes. both a from both a mechanical standpoint and also a flexibility standpoint, as flex DPS, supports can never win this award. And while and like, um, that sounds very inflammatory. I probably pissed a lot of people off by saying that. But again, this is not a this is not a Mickey Mouse award about fairness. Yeah. This is a fucking pure value MVP skill award about who the fucking best player in the world is. And Kiriko uh, might and do objectively, that. And objectively, if maybe. you if you if you if you if you're a flex support player. Who maybe plays three heroes, and while those heroes can be demanding, you cannot fucking tell me those players are, are as skilled as the people who no. have to simultaneously be the top tracer, the top Genji, yep. the top Sojin. Maybe this is, I'm describing proper right now for those that hasn't haven't caught on just yet. Mm -hmm. Um, a top Sojin. He's instantly, by the way, proper's instantly on Sojin with strike on tracer, and properly looks, looks like a Sojin on his team, and yep. he's and he's barely fucking played this hero for his team. Look. Um, and leave last year, who played everything across the board. He was the number one Hanzo, number one Echo, number one Tracer, and, and at least two to five on every single other heroes. He's played like fucking 20 heroes, right? Yep. And he's played like half the DPS pool. You can't tell me a flex support could ever match that. I, you simply can't. I'm not, I don't even include main support in the discussion. All right, if you're playing Mercy or Lucio, I don't want to fucking hear about it. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not skilled players. I'm not saying they're like overrated players that don't deserve any accommodation. I, you know, I look at support players with a lot of. It doesn't sound like it at the moment, I know, but I do look at them with a lot of respect because I know the difficulties of the role and know what it is. Sure, yeah. But the role is their role. Factually speaking, their role is not as hard as Flex, D Flex DPS, which is why I don't even think hit scans have a great, have a, as good of a claim to MVP as Flex DPS is every single year. 
That's yeah. part of the reason why I had leave Especially over lip gloss. Yeah, I think right? leaves. I think leaves job was harder than lips. Not gonna lie yes. to you, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave yes. had to do more than lip. That's why that's, he got MVP. That's the thing that people need to understand. And by the way, like I will say, I'm a little less extreme. For instance, had Violet been like a top five Lucio, and then also like the best Anna, and or it's not Anna, but Zen in the league, and we played a lot of Zen, sure. I might sure. be inclined to give it to him. But I will say. There's this assumption that it's somehow easier to be a hyperflex player because we have so many talented hyperflexes that can go like you know from the tracer to know? the to the Genji. We got a couple, like even Dude. the yeah, we have three. No, we we also have like someone like Choice One that's still like is very good, right? Like even the shit that's teams have okay, sure, going between Genji sure. and Tracer is not hyperflex. <laughs> you need to be playing at minimum fifty percent of the DPS right. pool at a, at a yeah. eight, eight yes. tier to S tier level for but me to consider you. That has been that has been like you always had these guys. So the underlying assumption is sure. that it's just easier to be leave. Uh, uh, do it as leave oh, anybody on who DPS that is, is no because yeah, it's, is it's impossible to do on uh, tanks or supports. No, he is. My theory is, and I'm I'm open to be the problem. I, I said it on Reddit as well. Like I think there are reasons to believe that that might not be a correct assumption. My assumption is a DPS has the biggest player pool, therefore the most talent would sure. go into that pool. Sure. DPS is the flashiest, therefore. The most status is applied to that. So the best talent gets attracted to DPS. The most salary is paid to DPS. Sure. Therefore, the best talent is attracted to DPS. And, like, the the general um, prestige that all comes with it, right? Like, sure. the, the general pool, if I actually look at everyone in those roles... If I look at the DPS players that we have, like a Prophet, like a Leaf, like a Proper, like a Kefster, mm -hmm. I don't see talent like that in that volume on other roles. They're like two guys in those other two Yes. Maybe they are Hanbin and Smurf. Yes. I don't think there even is someone on support like this, right? No. no. So the assumption is, well, that's just easier than to, on DPS. No, it's not the case. No, no, no. We just have more talent on DPS. They're just more yes. cracked players in that pool. Because also, like, the assumption also is that there's more carry potential on DPS. We can argue if that's true in general in Overwatch. But yeah, I mean, I th I, I'm willing to say it's true. I'm fine with I that. Say with Overwatch too, it's very true. But now we're getting now we're getting back on the fairness argument. Also, well, it's not fair yeah. that DPS can carry more. I don't give a fuck if it's fair or not that DPS yeah. can carry more. That's the reality of the situation. This is the reality of the game. This isn't. This isn't like who is the best support award. This is who's the best fucking player in the world's award. Yes. I don't give a fuck if it's fair or not. If you if you're the best, you're the best. This is like we're getting back in the situation now. And like, if I'm a hot woman on Tinder, I'm I'm taking the ten out of ten if I can find him. I don't care that shoe is in the mix and he's a, he's whatever number you want to apply that's less than proper. If proper exists, I'm fucking taking him. If you Smith have exists, a word. You have I'm a word for sure. him. Give, like give shoe roll star. Okay. Give Hanbin and Fearless roll star. Ever. I have to say, I have one candidate in there where I don't have a good idea why I don't include him in the in the two two top people. And I'll I'll frame the question as such: What does Kefster need to do more in order to be considered at the proper and Smurf rank? Can I can I add in one real quick thing about 
Oh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about Kevster now. The fact that Kevster exists in MVP candidate to me removes Shrew from the conversation entirely. Yes, that's sure. the that's a fucking I I believe that's a based comment to make. I want to be clear as well because I know there's I know there's probably a lot of very angry people out there that uh, again probably can't see nuance and context as well. Um, but the the again for me MVP is literally who the fucking best player is, who's the most valuable. But value and like Excellent. pure skill are very closely tied together. Excellence is a great word to use, Joe. So do I think Shu's an amazing player? I do. Yep. Proof in the pudding in the midseason Manners finals cast, I literally said Shu was the best support player in the world. Literally. Sure. I even I even pushed for him to I get the, the finals MVP. He got the finals MVP. Guess what? Casters during the game are consulted on that. I fucking pushed for Shu to get the finals MVP in midseason Manners. I've done my part. I've I've very specifically done my part to push Shu's success and to give him respect and to give him his fucking flowers. I've done all I've done I've done that more than any fucking Redditor little Timmy on the internet has. Because I've actually I've actually tangibly given him something. Mm-hmm. Said his name on broadcast, called him the best support in the world, and pushed for him to get a finals MVP on that tournament. Okay? So let's let's set our standard very quickly about where my position is. I'm saying despite all of that, I don't think he can be MVP. Why? Because from a from a pure objective standpoint, it is more difficult to do what proper is doing than what Shu does. And Shu's the best support player. I don't think any support player could ever like bring the value to the team that the top tier DPS players can. Because from an objective skill standpoint, and this is where like I don't know if people people might want to get into the very disingenuous argument of like, well, what's what takes more skill? Support or DPS? To me, it's like not even a question. To me, it's like what's well, obviously DPS. Yeah. Some people might want to argue support, to which I'll say, when you compare all the DPSs and all the supports and look at them from a mechanical standpoint of like what it requires to master these heroes, mm-hmm. it's no contest. It's no contest. You have Tracer and Genji and Echo, which requires you to fucking learn all these heroes to actually use her damn ultimate, by the way, yeah. in case you fought, including heroes out of your role. You have to learn off tanks and tanks in general. And an Anna, you have to actually learn other, other roles like supports as well to even play this hero, FYI. It's not even arguable. Who are the? What are the most mechanically demanding? I'm not even talking about flex anymore. What are just the most mechanically demanding supports in the game? Anna at this point probably Kariko as well soon. Sure. sure. Right. Keep keep the list going. What's next after that? Um, I don't know. Lucio maybe. I'll give. I'll, I'll give. I'll throw a bone to to main supports. Or when you look at all three, it's like I'm struggling to Wait. think of more. Like at that point, that that's it. Right. Like, Yes, and, and also, those, none, of, none of that even gets close to the top DPSs that the flex supports are required to play from a mechanical standpoint. Why, That's why the flex DPS plays are better. Why is it always seemingly so easy, and why do we have way more flex DPS successfully switching to other roles? Why can Dante just walk into the tank role? Why can Prophet just walk on to break? Also, why can Architect yeah. just pick up the Ana? All the way, has always been the case in Overwatch. These guys... That the flex DPS role, the hyper flex DPS role, is the most skill attracting role in Overwatch, and it therefore has the high skill. I'm also, I'm also, I'm also not even saying that because some people might interpret this as me saying support takes no skill. Obviously, it takes skill, but if we're gonna compare one to one apples to apple situation, DPS takes more skill than any other role, and beyond that as well, um. We again. I, I'm. I'm. I'm going to draw the line and not allow anybody to get into the hypotheticals. Of like, well, what if mm-hmm. Shu roll swapped the DPS? How good? First of all, he did. He actually played Sojin. Wasn't very good. 
Um, <laughs> Violet plays some Cassie. Eh, pretty average. Yeah. Um, Impressive. So, we, but... so first of all, we actually have had that. But let's let's take the yeah. example further. I, getting into the speculation of like, yeah, but if Shu was on Flex DPS, then he'd be the best play. He'd be even better than proper. Uh, I don't think anyone's saying that, but let's pretend somebody oh, is so for the sake of my straw man. Uh, hashtag Avril straw man. <laughs> um, I'm doing all the things to piss you off. I'm making straw mans. I'm being inflammatory. I'm pissing off Dallas fans. It's all too easy, isn't it? It's just hard, it's far too easy on the cast these days on the bodies. Um, yeah, dude, I'm it's too easy. So my point is it's pointless to get into speculation of like, oh, but what if, what if Shu was on Flex DPS? It doesn't matter. He's not. He's he's yeah. he's fundamentally factually not. So getting into speculation about what ifs has again no bearing on discussion on MVP or discussion awards because we can only work with what has factually actually happened. We can only work with that. I will even allow you to include Shu's Sojin performance into his MVP. You probably don't want to. It probably would actually worsen his candidacy, but I'll allow you to include it because he factually played it. But beyond that, don't don't talk to me about like, well, you know, Shu could be better than proper. He's just he's just in the, his role is just unfair. It's like again, don't give a fuck about fairness. It's about what is factually correct. I don't give a fuck about fairness. I, I want people to have that same, like, keep that same mentality, keep that same attitude, and just go after Blizzard. Go attack Blizzard for not giving tanks and supports the tools that DPS... You can't. You can't, because then they just all become DPSs. I respect that Blizzard sure. made those made those roles, not just like other DPSs, because those roles are actually more unique and different. Sure. Otherwise, That's otherwise fair. they would. Otherwise, would you be playing fucking Gundam Evolution? Everybody's just DPS. Everybody's a DPS. Agree. Which for some people, that's a fun game to play. I, I don't play that you if you prefer Gundam because everybody's yeah. DPS. I, I, in fact, I've jokingly said multiple times, maybe, maybe Overwatch Two should just be five DPS and no supports, no tanks. I've jokingly said that. Mm. Um, but like, honestly, the game wouldn't even be that bad if, it, if no. everyone's just DPS. I mean, T of Two for time. fuck's sake, which this entire game's based off, is like all DPS except for a medic. Yeah. So I don't think that game would be bad. I'm just saying, but like, it's not our game. And I appreciate yes. that that Blizzard yes. did not make an all DPS game as much as I joke about it happening. I appreciate that supports and I, tanks I have a different well. job. Maybe maybe a lower skill floor. I don't mind that. Maybe a lower Agreed. skill floor. Well. I don't mind that because you know it allows more people allows people like me who is a washed up old game with bad replays <laughs> and can't fucking yes, play the game probably to like one trick a tank, to one trick a diva to try and climb this year. Yes. On, on Overwatch two, I get to one trick. I get to one trick quarter court easier heroes. Hold on. So I appreciate it. So, so yeah. Can you back to the? I I still I I need some help. I I don't I don't have a good answer to the question. What what else? What's the question? What else does Kevster need to do in order to be? Oh, considered? sorry, I didn't. I don't understand. He needs to be. I don't understand my own field. He needs to be better than proper. But he wants uh, to fight. Like, bro, to... I. It doesn't matter. Don't miss me with the wins, brother. Brother. brother miss brother. me with the wins. Okay, Simple was considered the best Counter-Strike player in right. the world for a long time, and he didn't win a single fucking major. Yes, fuck! Only, Look at you Leave! You only, only recently won a major within the last was it six months but or four months now. He's cracked, right? Like, Kefsa yes. is fucking different as well. He is. I know, but proper exists. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna do you a step further. I, again, if I'm gonna buy a car, you, you there's, a, there's a there's a 2007 Toyota Corolla. Yes. Or I can get the 2008 Toyota Corolla. I'm sorry, but in the open market, I'm taking the I'm taking the newer one. There's no oh. reason for me to take not take the newer one. I want I want to play in Avril's car dealership world for a moment. I want to play with that analogy. Yeska, you have three cars in front of you. You've got the fully loaded 2023 Toyota Corolla. Okay. It does everything. It's, it's fully year. loaded. That's it, I, that's what I'm saying. You get it early. Future. 
Yes, a future car. Proper is that future car. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a second place car. It's not fully loaded, but it's got you know it's got some bike racks. You know it's got heated seats. You know it's got a nice plush steering wheel. It comes with some dice in the mirror, right? That's profit. I don't think. Also, can I say? You're gone. Mm-hmm. I don't finish, think. Finish. I, again, all three cars, fantastic. I think they're only candidates on this list that I think I would respect anybody for for voting for. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm one step. I'm one step farther, like DPS pilled when it comes to MVP voting, and I've been on this soapbox for a long time. The game inherently favors them in terms of excellence because they even more so in Overwatch Two. I'm not going to get on it today. But there are three choices. You have the fully loaded 2023 proper mystique. You have the, you know, uh, deluxe luxury edition uh, coming with uh, extra turbo boost with some bike racks and, and profit that can play support if you need him to. And you have Kevster, which is no shame, but he just hasn't done what these other people have done. He's an incredible Except, talent. I will say to that, Sure. The, the, it, and I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying they're right or wrong here. I'm just going to say that this does exist. Mm-hmm. The people that will disagree with everything we just said are the people that will believe that Kevster is better than proper. Because I just said, like, well, how does Kevster get the award instead of proper? Yeah. I said, be better than proper. So yeah. my personal belief is that proper is the better player. However, I don't fault people for coming in with the perspective that maybe, maybe Kevster is a better player instead. Because some people sure. do hold that opinion. Now, if they do, I'll, I'll need them to explain their position of, of yes. which... I already know what they're gonna say. They're gonna say, "Well, Kips has won two tournaments." Yeah. To which I'll say, "Like, well, I mean, it's a team game, isn't it? He didn't. It's not a fucking one v one tournament, is it? Did yeah. you consider that maybe the other four people in the squad had anything to do with Kips winning? I don't know. Just saying. Um, but you you then think that the average of the surrounding cast on Glads is better? Yes. Than on the so, truck. It just is. So, so, but again, quickly though. I, we you we have to speak to the people that do believe that Kevster is better. And like, if if I can if I can hear a, a big enough argument, like a convincing enough argument that has nothing to do with titles, I, I might even buy it. You know, you might you might, even, you might even swindle me into buying the yes. lesser car, but I could yes. buy it. I'm not saying I'm hard sold yet. Yep. I'm not even saying I'm voting for property. I'm still deciding between them and Smurf. But the but my position is there are definitely people that would say like, yeah, but Humbin is just better than Smurf. But what if Kevster is just better than proper? And they hold that position. And I and it, like you know I can say I disagree, but yeah, I'm not going to rule out that you know maybe they have merit in saying, uh, saying those things as well because if they truly believe that, then mm-hmm. at least we've moved away from the whole fairness discussion, which is thank the fucking Christ if, yeah. if we are moving away from the whole fairness discussion because that shit's making me lose brain cells. Um, and I think it's I, th- I think we can actually have a you can actually have a debate you can actually have a discussion around like well who the best player is. Because on some level it's objective, on some other levels it's fairly subjective as well. Yes. Because it because it is a team game, you have to factor in other other factors like, well, how good does the the rest of the team allow this player to have big moments? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. that's a very hard thing to quantify. So in a world where people believe Kefster is better, I I don't know because if you believe Kefster is better, then he's better and hard for me to help you. I, I you know in that case it's like well I, unlucky I guess. If Kefster actually is better, but he doesn't get over proper, unlucky, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's 100% true. And I know we're kind of strapped for time, so I want to pass this around because I think it is something that people are going to be, you know, excited excited by. Um, I've, I think my top three are, are known, um, but what are your guys' top three MVP votes as it stands currently today? 
You had to pick. Top three. First place, second place, third place. Go. Oh, I'm going on a VOD grind. I'll, I'll tell you. Okay, I, I'll tell you my current top three. But yeah. this will change. Subject to change. Subject absolutely to change. change because I'm going on a heavy VOD grind this the weekend. Okay. So. Huh, I'm not. Proper one. <laughs> Smurf <laughs> two. Oh, fuck. Kefster three. Party three. <laughs> and I want to say right. profit, but I can't. I mean, I think you can, but Avril, what, what do we got? What's what's the top three in your mind? I I'm not even I'm not even in a position where I'm like yeah proper first. I'm legitimately very on the fence between proper and Smurf. Interesting. Because my own personal definition of MVP is very very under stress when you consider like because because there's another very important angle i think this is a very smart angle to look at mvp as well if you were a gm with an unlimited budget and you had first round sure. draft who would you yeah. pick first round draft every player is available who do you pick to build a team around is it smurf proper harman kefsa what what is it and at that point i'm like i'm i'm fucked up my brain is fucked yeah, up so i'm like fucked god i i think i, I might my position is like my heart says proper, my brain says Smurf because it's 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 way better to build your team around Smurf than it is around proper. Yeah. Reason why is because uh, there are more exceptionally good flex DPSs now. We are getting back on the conversation of like yeah. of Yiska, you know, debating on the merit of that as well because people people will assume that flex DPS is easy to be got at because there's more of them. No, again, to reiterate. There's more of them because there are just generally more DPS players in Overwatch to start with most popular yes. role, by the way, in case you didn't remember that. Mm. Um, and it, it attracts higher talent. Um, and also, it, it, uh, it is a role that reveals excellence and shows excellence easier than the other roles. That's why there's more... That's why it looks like there's more top table, uh, top level DPS players. So my position is like, do I want the most generation-defining, transcending player of all time from my perspective, which is proper currently? as a fucking rookie, by the way, and which means I think he can only get better from here. We'll see. Um, given Prophet's length of his career and his skill, I, I'm, I'm sure guys like Prophet could do it too. Or do I want Smurf, who, from a from a team-building perspective, there's very few tanks that are doing what he can. In fact, there's almost sure. none. Yeah. It's like him very and true. someone. And then the other option is Harmbin, who's phenomenal on certain picks, but I have no idea what he does beyond that. Yeah, you... So that's a risk for me. Yeah. So if I pick Smurf, it's like it's, you guys remember when we do the when we do the rookie draft, yeah. And we are like, oh my god, there's so many good DPS rookies. And my my first round draft in the in the tanks, in the yeah. video when the video that got fucking boomed that no one saw. So I guess yeah. you'll have to fucking sources. Trust me, bro. Is my first round draft pick was not even proper or anybody. I think actually prop was banned. But in any case, it yeah. wasn't any of the DPSs. I picked Kellen. Yeah. To which people would be like, well, Kellen's a bit of a meme this year. That's beyond the point. Kellen was the, was the most hyped up tank coming through. I believe he was a top tank yeah. player top tank candidate coming through, NYXL doing whatever they did to him, that's a different discussion. Um, <laughs> the reason why I picked Kellen is because all the rest of the tank options get way fucking worse after him. Yes, yes. So I could get I could get Zest. I could get Alfie and all these other fucking amazing rookies, but then I have to get, then I have to play with False or somebody. Yep. Right? So if I'm, if I'm first round draft pick, I think I have to pick Smurf. Because if I lose Smurf, my next options after him are, are just worse. Mm. Whereas if I miss proper, I can still get Kevster. Yep. Yeah. I can still get Profit. Yeah. Yep. If you don't get Smurf, you're just fucked. Yeah. 
I'm sure yeah. I'm sure Hanbin will be great, but I'd rather still have Smurf. Do you know what I'm saying? Like with Hanbin, so from a first round draft pick, I, I have to go that, Smurf. Yeah. With so Hanbin, you're now gambling on a season where Ryan isn't hard yeah, meta yeah. or Winston isn't hard meta. You're, then you're you can still be excellent, either, right? You're gambling on either that his hero pool is mm. exactly meta, or you're gambling on that him being able to now flex confidently on those other picks and go toe-to-toe with the top Ryan and Winston players and ball players out there. Whereas Smurf has shown that he can go toe-to-toe with the top Zarya's and, and Divas, etc. Whatever. He can he can he can match those guys because we've literally seen it. Um so I guess by that definition, my current front runner has to be Smurf. Because if I was a GM, my first round draft pick, I kind of have to my every, everything in my in my everything available in my brain powers suggests that I must go with Smurf. Fair. Even though Proper is like a generation defining player. I still have to go Smurf just because of what he's done. And he's the mm-hmm. only tank to have done it to his level. No one, literally no one else has done it. Yeah. So Smurf in that one, hesitantly Smurf one, proper two. Fuck it, Kev's the three. Oh, I, I, I really want to do profit as well, but I feel yeah, like I yeah. can't do two soul yeah. players. Yeah. I can't do two soul players, so yeah. I have to go. Or maybe I could. You know what? I you know what? Actually I, I have to I have to rescind that because I can't I can't be the guy that goes onto a Yep, multi yep, whatever yep. how long many minute rant about fairness and then, fairness. And then get a little bit and they get a bit weird about like oh but it'd be more fair for gifts i can't oh, do fuck that it. so give it to soul so should i give it should i just do you know what i'll give it to profit what does your brain fuck, say fuck fairness because i'll give it to yes. profit because he's he's also covered support and he's been at the top mm-hmm. of his game across the board yes. on all of his picks as well um is it fair that is it fair that gladiators didn't put gifts on support nope no i don't give a fuck too fucking bad Joe, come on, give me the crackpot. You you probably have something else, right? I'm no, that's that I literally laid out my my Rolodex of cars in front of me, right? Number one, like first, I, I appreciate where Avril's coming from. I agree that like tank is a very shallow pool and like your money is best spent there. However, I'm of the opinion for me, and I think like my rookie draft kind of shows this um that like dps are the make or break these are your quarterbacks these are your playmakers these are the guys coming into the pocket and doing the clutch shit like they influence the game at a drastically higher in overwatch um, too, for disproportionate sure. level within okay, overwatch i'm changing the problem i'm changing the problem <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> again i i don't even i don't even like i'm not even mad at the like if if you are looking at like strict monetary value i can see tanks being in the discussion but for me personally i don't i don't hold that opinion so for me it's one, it's proper. Two, it's profit. What edges him out over Kevster is the support play. You just don't see that. You do not see that. I think it is a very close race. I I don't see you can't judge the resume of profit and judge the resume this season for both for both candidates of Kevster and not put one over the other. I'm sorry, you can't. I think Kevster is a great player, a hyperflex. I don't know what else I need to do to like get off, like to get the to get the Glad's fans off, but he's coming in third. It's okay. He's bronze in my book. It goes proper. It goes profit. It goes Kevster. That's at the end. Damn, you I, I don't. Smurf. I don't. Damn. I I I don't I'm think. Kind of based. I don't. I don't think that like. Fucking when we DPS. talk about excellence, when we talk about like in like impact in the game, Smurf has had moments where he has been incredible carrying his team doing what he needs to do but it just isn't the role to do that i'm sorry mvps for the foreseeable future unless somebody comes 
like from the depths of hell straight into the Overwatch League and is actually putting up un like unfathomable numbers across the entirety of the tank and entirety of the support pool, we will not see an MVP in tank or in support for a considerable amount of time in this game system. You want to know? You want to know That's how support happening. player could get MVP over a DPS player? They play DPS. They roll swap the DPS on <laughs> stage, and it looks good. Yeah. Yes. That's all. Like, that's all support. That's how you would have to do it. You would have to do so much because that's exactly what these hyperflexes are doing. You have, you literally have that in reverse. You have DPS players going to play support, and they look good. Yeah, yeah. It just, I, I'm sorry, it just doesn't happen. Give it's, them a roll star. It, yeah. Make up a word for them. I don't care what you I'm need about to do. To also, I'm, I'm, I'm going to <laughs> pop off on everyone saying, "Well, you played it doing goat, motherfucker." Have you seen that hero? How much it changed? That fucking shit has nothing to do with each other anymore. <laughs> Shut up, dude! Like we have Both cookies and shit. Like, Both the awards that year still went to DPS players, Huxley and Sinatra. Still went to DPS players, even in like a tank should. meta. Also, which is funny. They're crazy. By the way, arguably, and this is we we won't be able to discuss this, but arguably. Profit makes made the sacrifice going to support losing out on roll stars because of that. Could be, yeah. Certainly could. No, no, no. no, no. I, I'm, I'm not, putting, I'm not gonna. No, no, no. Profit, Profit is now my support roll star. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Kareem of this season. That's what I like to hear. Based. So, yeah, I don't know. I To me, it's a debate where, like, what is value? Is value the literal best player in the world, which is proper, in my opinion? Or is it, like, what is going to give you the most success from a team building perspective, especially in comparison to their comparisons of other players Peers, in position, yeah. which is Smurf, right? Yeah. yeah. Because like I said, the quality of tanks after Smurf starts to dip. Yeah. Uh, let's include Harbin. After Smurf and Harbin starts to fucking dip. Mm -hmm. Whereas after proper, you still have Kefsa, you still have Profit, you still have Zest and blah, 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 blah. Sure. But still, proper is the best player in the world. I feel like for being the best player in the world, I should I should vote for proper. <laughs> I should be going for proper, right? Because that's because mm -hmm. I that's I have it. to be consistent with my cr criteria. Last year, I gave it to leave despite winning nothing because I felt like he was the best player in the world and therefore brought the most value and was doing something that other players weren't able to do that year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now, like, if I have to follow that criteria again, I, it probably should go back towards proper. Even though Smurf's position is so fucking strong as well, there's a lot of good candidates. And by the way, and by the way, for the for the people that are still not convinced, remember you probably I don't know if you watched all the way back then, but preseason, my prediction was that Harmon would get MVP. That yeah. was my, that was my legit. That's on record. You can get you can find the fucking vod. It's yeah. on record. I said that. I predicted Harmon would get MVP, and now I'm even switching tone. So if I wanted to be self-serving, I'd push I'd push the Harbin narrative fucking hard, and then I'd I'd look like a genius preseason. I'd be I'd be the fucking Nostradamus. Why wouldn't I want to do that? Because mm. I'm not because I'm not trying to be self-serving in this conversation. I'm trying to be objective, and objectively, I have to look at proper or Smurf. Probably now more proper than Smurf, based on what we just said in the last two minutes. So that's my position. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will personally sign off. I don't know if you guys want to keep going or not. There's still Potentially no, game that's a, stuff. That's a good capstone for the MVP discussion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. it's, let's let's be honest. Some some bigger teams seem to also have started phoning it in. Um, Maybe not sandbagging, but like, I don't know. And uh, so it's it's still up for some teams. And I wanted some good games, I, but yeah. Well, that, um, 
I have to leave. I've run out of time for today. I would, I would stick longer, but I've run out of time today. Uh, and I will also not be casting the games this weekend because I'm going to be away. So enjoy all of that. Um, watch Watch Valiant Guangzhou. Could be one of the most important games this year in the regular season. That is non-tournament game. Literally determines who gets to escape the drudges of seventh place being eliminated and who gets to survive to play play-ins. Very important game. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm out. Have uh, for the rest of the listeners enjoy discussion around Countdown Cup stuff, and I'll see you all next week after the conclusion of the regular season as we head into play-ins. Very excited. See you yes. then. Travel safe. Nice. Thank you. You want to keep going, Joe, with the Countdown Cup? Uh, I think it's fine where it's at. I, I mean, I, I'm kind of interested to hear who you kind of have as like these bigger teams that are kind of phoning it in. I have some like. I some mean, minor points that I might make into like a its own video, but I don't know. I mean, the phoning in part is more like I feel like Shanghai is maybe not f firing on all cylinders. I just think that's their team. I just think that's who they are. Yeah, I'm gonna call a spade a spade at this point. They've shown me that every stage they start incredibly slow. They look lost. They have to find themselves, and this stage in particular does not suit them. So I don't rate them as a strong team. Just who they are. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's certainly an argument there. It's, and they had to do a lot, like, Jesus Christ, Lippin, uh, Lee Jagon really had to go all out to turn this around against the Spark, right? Like, mm -hmm. that was unreal as well. That's not a good sign when you have to, like, weigh your, like, weigh your success on, like, all-star performance, like, like, vintage all-star level, like, clutch performances to, like, get it across the line over teams that you probably should be beating on like an average day so no the likes of the shock in this meta uh gladiators to an extent the shanghai dragons all are kind of suspect for me right now they're just not they're not those guys anymore they're just not yeah for and for everybody has their own individual reasons as to why i think there is a through line when it comes to like a strong second man Who's the strong second man in Shanghai, Yiska? You tell me. Uh, who are you? Lip, That's who it is. <laughs> Lip, is Lip has to be one and two, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not a strong secondary threat when it comes to DPS. You look at Shock. You kind of alluded to it earlier. The stats labs out, guys. I don't know what I need to... I, I, there's no more defending Kilo. Yeah. He's mid. It's just mid. He's fine. Yeah. That's it. When it comes to glads, <laughs> strategically, they're very frustrating because you. I think you, we've seen as, uh, enough examples to get happy off of Sombra. And they seem very caught in the, uh, the, the, the paradox of we are bad at it, but we won't, uh, we'll never improve if we stop doing it. Yep. So they keep running it and it still doesn't look good. That's why you go to like game five versus New York. And like, again, a lot of the same logic that I talk about, you know, with Shanghai and Spark can be applied here as well with the Glads. It's it's not great dives. Kevster kind of has to do a lot of the heavy lifting. They look like noticeably better when Happy is not on the Sombra, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's not any shade to New York because I thought they had a great game as well. I thought Yaki and Flora had had some pretty impressive performances. Um, but Again, you look at these suspect like top teams, and there's some red flags. The common th like thread there, 
Where's the second DPS? Where's the consistent threat? Where's the zests? Where's the alpha yees? They're they're lacking a consistent like and, and equal threat. I think a team like Toronto this week for me has really jumped up because I, as much as I was given Hisu a lot of like flack last week on the Sombra, I didn't think he looked particularly great. I thought they probably should got off of it. I think it was a complete 180 this week. I think he was probably the best Sombra and it wasn't close. The yeah. amount of transitions he was getting with his EMPs, he was getting double kills. He was actually finding value with it, which is still pretty hard to do. Yep. Um, yeah, it looked they look pretty all right. Like they could probably compete with some of these best teams. And it's no shock to me, no pun intended, that they beat the shock, right? And I think we even said as much in predictions, like shock could lose to Atlanta. And my for my money, when I was doing VOD review, I thought they should have a couple of times, right? Like I thought it was should have been a 3-0 or a 3-1 based on like how like the matches were going. Um so yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's phoning it in. I think these are just who who these teams are. I, I think it's just like they're not the 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 teams of old. They're not the shock of old. They're not the Shanghai Dragons that you know are are impeccable. They have very prominent flaws, and it, it requires a lot for them to kind of even keep up anymore. So I don't know. Did you feel that shock was firing on all, all cylinders? No, uh, firing all, all cylinders would mean that they're like hitting their 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 higher thresholds. Um, I would say that their ceiling for me is considerably lower than I think it is for a lot of people, especially within this meta. And even that, I don't think they've they've been like playing all that well. Um, I still think they have like really odd like. They have an odd view of how to engage. There's one particular play. I don't know if we can pull this up, but I'll link it in chat just so that you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, it's on Li Zhang versus Atlanta. And Kaluge boosters. So it's on Li Zhang Tower. It's on Gardens. Uh, Shock's recontesting. Kaluge boosters to like reposition. And Atlanta just takes it and is like, oh, okay, cool. You, you use this like really important cooldown. We're just going to like dive you. And kill you. And I thought not only was that like really like quick thinking from Atlanta and like really smart, but it, Shocker, the team, you look at the support line, they're running on a Lucia. Like that's the that's the comp that needs to be engaging first. That's the comp that needs to be up in the tempo, not like leapfrogging across the map to kind of set up the dive. No, no, you have to just send it in. Or you're just playing, you just need to be playing a different composition. I I genuinely genuinely think that. Um, so I, I still think they have problems when it comes to engagements. I still think they're a problem when it comes to like team fighting. Um, you, you can't just be this slow and play compositions that are meant to be fast. I think it's completely a misread of like what the comp wants to do. I think you're fighting against your own win conditions. Um, and I think this is another team that I think earlier in the week when we saw them play against, uh, Toronto. I thought they had a lot more success, weirdly enough, playing with Sam on the Echo with the Ana Lucio mm -hmm. because it made the game script more direct. It gave you a direct transition into engages because it's just speed boost. Find a target and kill it. Mm -hmm. There's no leapfrogging around. There's no like trying to like be really methodical. You kind of have to throw it in. We've seen this work with Rush. We've seen this the coach Rush, not the style Rush. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's specifically why like Dallas is so good is because they get how to engage. They're very direct in how they do it. It doesn't have to be pretty. It's usually not. 
but they get they, they they're like they're playing up to what like the comp dictates that you should be playing right like you're playing to your win conditions so i think shock are still on their sea legs they don't know what how like how to get under them obviously there's still some some growing room with with striker but i think they're another team that probably should just be getting off of the somber and like really relying on like sojourn tracer just to like will it across the line because like the the macro just isn't there yeah i agree it also just seems like the the meta still seems like even in week two seems less than figure it out um not that it matters and i think this is also another hill to get on in terms of like how how this all relates to the actual eventual season outcome because i don't think that Mm -hmm. there's much um but yeah it's 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 hard like the um um the integrating the player once again like yes you have some and you don't really have pre-existing synergy other than with violet there's not a lot yeah not even sure if that a lot of that exists you probably want to try to find comfort uh picks as much as possible and just like really just outskill opponents i think that's that's yes. what you w- yes. want to do um if you're the shock, you're saying. Like, yeah. if you're the shock, yes. this is what you really should be doing. Why well, I 100% agree. You need to be outskilling your opponents because, like, you have the team to do so. It's not going to be, like, methodical. You have to get off that train. And I think, like, that's really hard for Krusty specifically to, like, let go yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Because I think he's built a career on doing that. Yeah, yeah. You, you, and I don't know. Actually, is that true? If you, like, remember back to Goats, like, was this not a team that, like, was very much, like, a Vancouver style of just, like, run it in? Like, be aggressive? No, they had good rotations, right? Like, they... they, Yes, they were aggressive, but, like, in a smarter way. Sure, it was a measured way. Dong, dong, we... Like, we we good click heady. Um, (laughs) They just understood rotations well, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's fair. And I think think that's what this shock does still have, but they're just not playing the styles that favor that like attribute like they have that attribute on their like stat card but they consistently want to keep playing with like the mage class right like they're very strong yeah they have like high strength but they keep wanting to like play with the staff and yeah it's yeah like, it just isn't gonna work guys yeah just yeah. take a sword <laughs> yeah for real yeah no I don't, I don't hate that especially like you don't have time to switch attributes you know yes you can't you can't respec Unless, like, Ma- Kilo just magically becomes much better, or you hit, like, a... Honestly, it's, it's frequently weird while they're not playing Sam more in Genji matters. I-, I think, like, that was also an out that they had. At least on a couple of maps, you know? Um, yeah, I think that, that was, like, the big, like, question mark for me when it came to, like, Kickoff Clash. Because if you remember, like, Game 5, they go to Control, it was always, like, these goofy, like, Lucio Moria comps. And it was, like, Sam on Genji, proper on Tracer, and they would just fucking send it in. Yeah, like they would be aggressive. They wouldn't necessarily get real methodical. They wouldn't get real elegant with it. They would just engage because they knew that like higher tempo games meant higher win percentages. And if you're playing the odds, that's what you do. I wish they would go back to that. I said that last show. Yeah. And now you can. You have Striker for as much shit as we give him about snapping keyboards and like throwing mice. Homie can play and it still looks all right. I don't want him on Sombra. You put him on Tracer, you put Proper on literally anything else under the sun that isn't named Sombra, and you'll be fine. Hit yeah. the go button. Yeah, This team just has to go. 
Yeah. And I'm not sure, like, I'd also not feel super comfortable for my season chances. But unfortunately, like, you have not demonstrated to be a championship winning team oh. this entire season. And you might as well always... try to luck it out. Like, you have the best yes. player in the world. Just, just try to leverage that. Yes. And you know who I think is doing that really fucking well? New York. Mm. And I know that's a, that's a goofy thing to say, but if you look at that game versus Glad's, that is a that is a a, a a just phenomenal and vintage Yaki performance. I know we've kind of goofed on him all season. Right. But, bruh. Yeah, yeah, he was it, hard. It, it, he's on a heater. He was on a heater this week. It was, it, like, this stage even. Because I go back to that Toronto game, and I'm like, bro, he's dumpstering anybody that they put in front of him. Like, you can't guard him. Yeah. There's no guarding him. You just have to, like, race him. You have to base race against this motherfucker. Yeah. And Kevster, like, I won't say was outclassed because that's just not fair and it's just not true. Um, but I think, like, it was hard to... I, I would assume that it was probably kind of hard for Kevster to try to also mark him and also be an aggressive threat because it's not going to be happy yeah, yeah. because we consistently per we're putting happy on the Sombra. It can't be him. If there was a way that Happy was able to play the Ash, we saw that on Ike. I thought it was better, but it was just a swap too late. I think they still won that map, though. Um, if we put him on the Somber, if we put him on, like, just give... I think with Overwatch 2, what we're going to learn is that you have to, like, let the meta be a guideline for tanks and supports and let it be a very loose guideline for DPS. You need these guys to be impactful. Unless it is, like, absurdly good and you actually can't play it, you, like you actually can't afford to not play it allow people like you're looking look at speedily echo is not like a meta pick right now yeah it's it's being played it's maybe viable but look at what atlanta is doing with a character that just isn't being like mass played yeah instead of playing sombra forcing this kid to play sombra they're giving him the reins they're giving him the weapons to say hey take over this game is it surprising that he's taking over this game no it's not it's yeah. not surprising to me that the Echo player, the world's best Echo player for some people's opinions, mm -hmm. is dominating on the Echo character. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, no. Like, especially if you're playing from behind, I think sure. giving it your, your own bend always makes makes a ton of sense, right? Um, yeah, I, I think in the end, like in the in the NYXL Glatz matchup, it's... It's fair probably to say for a lot of the maps that Yaki was very hard to flag, but like in the end they did it. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, like like wielding the Yaki sword is always rolling like the dice if it's going to inflict self damage. Sure. sure. Right. Um so like these performances are probably not going to be consistently the case. Might be consistent. It might be enough to give him another year of like good offers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, like this was definitely a, like a vintage Yaki uh, performance. I think it also comes a little bit down to Glad's not. They look. They look pretty good against London, right? Like they're. It was actually quite <laughs> yeah. interesting to see that they were struggling despite this. This stage being pretty good for them, I would say. Maybe, may, yeah, maybe more uh, praise is in order for the NYXL then. Yeah, I would say that this is like New York playing like 
up to maybe their ceiling, whereas Glad's is, you know, not necessarily playing poorly, um, even though I think that, like, there are some coordination issues that are still very prominent. Um, you look at, like, teams like Toronto, you look at teams. Um, who else? Maybe Atlanta to some degree? thing is, do you that care? Are... Do you care at this point as any of the... Like, do you care about the season score as Glad's? You're not getting as, first, right? So From a staff position, I would probably have to say no, but also yes, because I think it's really hard to, like, communicate that properly to players, you know? I think it is really hard to stem, like, the self... the self-doubt tide that is losing. Just in general i don't care if it matters or not just losing puts a seed of doubt in your brain and you start to question things and you start to tilt and you know depending on who you are as a person that starts to like really creep up on you so i think it's really hard to say if you should or shouldn't care um but like objectively maybe you shouldn't but again it's hard it's hard for these kids to even take a break because they think their mechanics are going to like slip under or that like the mental aspect of the game is not worth like trying to like be tender towards right it it's really difficult to say either way i i i could see either i could see either yes or no to that ant to that question mm -hmm. as like acceptable like should you care yeah we can't we can't lose tempo we have to keep motivating ourselves we have to keep pushing we have to we have to keep grinding because if we don't grind we're not going to win or no we've already made it we should take a mental reset because it's going to you know improve us for what actually matters mm. i i'm not mad at either one yeah yeah no i think uh that's generally generally true i think what frustrates me about this and it's also a little bit i don't know this this stage feels very deflated like I, not only do I fell, have I felt some fatigue with viewing, it's sure. also really just the play-ins. So there's no countdown yes. cups. There's no like thing to look forward to other than the playoffs. And it's like, well, we're gonna play a different playoffs in the playoffs, so we might as well just wait till playoffs. And hypothetically, there's unfortunately also this meta is unlikely to tell us much what how a team will perform in playoffs. Because no, it's not going to paint the picture of the playoffs, but it does complete the resume of the teams. So that when we get the application to the playoffs, if that makes sense, if we get like the job listing of like, okay, this is what we need, we can accurately say who is actually going to do what better than other teams or have a better like uh, evidence pool to pull from to say, hey, I think this team is actually going to perform well because of XYZ and you can kind of cite those things. Mm. So I agree. It it is deflated, but I, I don't think it's like without merit. I and I know that's not what you're saying, but yeah. jumping ahead of the comments. Yeah, yeah. No. But yeah. I don't know. Going forward, like are there any good games to look forward to this week? Let me see. So let's pull up pickums. Um so, I still gotta do mine. So there's a lot of Oh yeah, Eric's bringing it up. So opener is <laughs> Soul Spark. You can miss me with that. Oh, I guess NA first is Paris. Yeah. Okay. Three O. Uh. Ooh. I haven't done enough 
I can't speak on justice in Boston because I really like Boston and I have a funny feeling that justice is still playing really high tempo, which would make me rate mm-hmm. them very high. Yeah. But I can't say for sure. Yeah. No, that's like going to mayhem. be a good match. Even Titans Mayhem will be, so it should be a good match. Like Atlanta uh, Mayhem might be It should be, be watchable. Okay. I think that we- could be closer. Yeah, I agreed. Glad's justice is probably one side. <laughs> might be closer than people expect really? it depends i i really i wish i would have like done my pickups ahead of time and done more prep into justice but with the how the glads are playing right now and if justice and again i'm throwing this out there in the ether just from like how they played last meta and like how i think this this roster kind of plays just as as like on paper um if they're playing like the balls to the wall like and it's funny that this is like circling back to this year because it was very true last year, especially in playoffs. If they are the mini Dallas fuel, if they are Dallas fuel light, I think they beat the gladiators and it might not be close. It, it, it heavily depends. I haven't like that is, that is an uneducated take. So wield that with a grain of salt, justice fan. Um, of course, Dallas Fuel and Houston will be offline. I think uh, is it yeah. Dallas Fuel's like anniversary event as well? There, I believe so. So there's Ooh. a little little home crowd. You don't want to lose there. that, my friends. Like, yeah, that I was I was trying to remember who I thought was the best team, and I do think it's Dallas, and I don't think it's particularly close. Okay, I don't. I think there's a big delta between Dallas and then like Shock, Glads. Some other teams hard to say not enough not enough educate not enough research done odd review done vancouver paris isn't very interesting fuel atlanta could be closer than i think people yeah. expect boston glads that's another one i think glads are very upsettable gun to head who does it who oh who, who's more likely to upset justice or boston boston yeah, I kind of want to say Boston. Yeah, I'm going to say Boston. That one's a tough one, though. Hard to say. I really want to put in a fuck. It's so hard to say. I really need to put in my vote because I'll probably forget because I'm going out of town tomorrow. But okay. let's let's speed run uh, APEC. You ready? Yeah. Soul Spark. should be easy. Soul 3 Soul 3 uh, Charge Valiant. I've got charge. I've been on the the charge bandwagon. I think with Stats Lab coming out, I see Xerneas like creeping back up in terms of like support, uh, or rather Lucio statistics um, for a like losing team that's like kind of mid. Um, He's been looking crazy. very strong. It's been very good, right? Like yeah. again, like he was the the him Astro um, Lee J gone. Were like the people who like just jumped into my head when in the preseason you were like main supports dead like just rip I'm like bro like these kids frag like motherfuckers like this is mm. that's an insane take yeah. um, there are a lot of fucking not so hot main supports in the league I I wholeheartedly agree there but like those who are actually like Lucio is quickly becoming like a role like a tracer would yeah like you need a Lucio on your team just. Period. The end. It's too good not to play most of the time. Yeah. It's always meta for the majority of seasons. You need a Lucio player. Um, so for my money, I've got charge, and I don't think it's close. Three yeah. one, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, I go also would say charge. 
Um, charge spark, charge. They have back to back games. Chengdu sparks. I think it's Chengdu spark. Actually, I think that might be wrong. At least Pickums has okay. a Chengdu okay. spark. Okay, Chengdu spark. In that case, uh, Chengdu. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna go three two. Like spark is just doo doo, man. Like that yeah. that Neko. Oh. What are you gonna do? It's one of those play, you talk like, about not being fair. That's that's a not fair one. Um, is dragons, dragons valiant? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Then dragons. Yeah. Uh, I think I think this I might th be closer, but I I'm I think still it's going a game fiver. Yeah. yeah. I think this is a fiver because I'm hearing you know I'm hearing like who is it? Becky performing extremely well again. Yeah, yeah. Not. Not really well versed with the Valiant currently, mm -hmm. um, but they're doing well from my, you know, from my recollection and looking at some of these, you know, highlights and stuff. Um, so I think that like they have it within them to probably take a Shanghai that looks very mortal, very beatable to to their brink. But you know, when it when a push comes to shove, this is the Shanghai Dragons. They have Lip, they have Iziaki, they have Li Jigon, even though that you know he's not, you know. The same carry made support that he was ages ago. I, I think they can probably muster something together. Let's say, uh, Philly Chengdu. Uh, like it. This feels like a coin flip. No. Yeah. It's really like Philly's game to win or lose. Like which Philly shows up, and I hate Correct. that. Like this is the analysis. Like every game that we call of them, that's like remotely close. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I'll give them this one, but I think they lose versus Seoul. I'll say 3-1 Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chengdu Shanghai, right? Yeah. Who did Chang or who did Chengdu play recently? Let me look. What do you what do you think? I think I, I I think Chang Shanghai is probably back. They're usually back by by yes, week three, they're they're in full shape. They understand the meta more. They're slow to it, but once they understand the execution, they're usually back. Also, Blip is yes, back. So that's true. They did lose. Chengdu did just lose to Valiant three two. Sure, that's not for my money. That's not like a strong metric of success. And I agree, Shanghai is usually back in the fold. You know, firing like a well-oiled machine at this point. Even though I think the machine's a little outdated, I'll go three one Shanghai. Uh, and Soul Philly. Soul Philly. Uh, I gotta go Soul. I think Soul's just like the de facto. I'll go Soul three one because Philly probably like be sit on one of them. But... I like this is the one of those matches where I could totally see Philly just schlooping. Sure. Yeah, they just pop in and just fucking start taking names. Definitely very possible. Mm, I'm not. I'm saying no. I think that's. Uh, three one sounds good. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, then I guess we can end it here without pop off Avril uh, for the <laughs> Preds. Um, yeah, I'll probably play some Overwatch. Probably will enjoy some games. We're starting on Friday, right? Like uh, tomorrow. I believe so. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm generally looking forward to that stuff. Looking forward to the viewership. Wanting to see yes. if now that if it increases you know, a little bit, Overwatch Two is up, and then more Overwatch content. I've I've looked at some Overwatch YouTube channels recently. 
some of those guys are popping, dude. Like yeah. Stylosis use are on the in the two fifty k, three hundred k. Sleepy has some bangers. Like you know what you know what I think that does though. I think that's a that's a sign of algorithmic movement. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Like more people are clicking on Overwatch Two content. It means that the Overwatch League will be pushed towards them. Yes. Very true. So I think like that's something to watch. Another thing that I really encourage people to look out for. If if there is ever a finals to tune in for, I think this is one of them. With all of like the orbiting, you know, where's PVE? What's the new hero? Blah 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 blah. Like I think, I think, think so? Blizzard knows well enough to uh, maybe maybe drop some fun stuff for the finals. So again, I could see it. Um, yeah, we'll see. Not okay. expecting it, but yeah, I'm I, I'm you know I'll I'll bet I'll bet on something. I'll bet on something. Right. So sweet then. Unless you have something else, I just no. gonna sound. Thank you for listening. This was two sixty five. Thank you for the patrons and uh, the YouTube helpers for once again supporting this episode. And we are out. Enjoy some Overwatch too. Peace.